Welcome all the listeners to another episode of Trials and Meditations. Trials and Meditations. It's your boy Red Dragon. Just inviting my people in. So let the stories begin. Let the stories begin. I'm only talking about the first when I'm talking my favorite gen. It's time to reminisce with two of my favorite men. Whether you're saying two or whether you're saying Tim, make sure you say it here with two of my brothers, Kim. Kim Wa, Kim Ness, other Bedaini guests. No matter where the convo goes, never finesse. Rituals was our gathering place. Escaping the battle of this world, chanting, that's why we called it a space embrace. This is a one of a kind podcast. Kings and Chiefs speaking, I'ma call it a God cast. This is a movement, I'm glad. Glad that you're tuned in. First generation of family reunion. I'm all in on this reminiscing affair. And every word that I speak is like a fist in the air. Simple kick in the snare is all I need for my comrades. Time to lift off. Better get on your launch pads. It's savage and fast. Very far from average cats. Every memory's an actual fact. I ain't going to bore you to death. But I say it with my heart and my chest. I say in every part of my breath. S. Call it meditation and trials. I'm talking from state to state. There's dedication for miles. Meanwhile, it's a celebration of all of us. No matter where we go, we'll never forget the cause of us. Round of applause necessary. Mind and body grow, but the spirit is legendary. Minnesota, North Carolina, the home of the hosts. And if you leave it up to them, they'll be doing the most. And everybody that comes on, I listen to every word, because it's probably a story that I never heard. Observe as I paint pictures. Evaluate the scriptures. Translated by mortal men who got it twisted what if egyptians never existed first generation would never be a tradition my tree of life grew from the concrete some of us didn't make it that forever haunts me tribes of ashanti lost in the atlantic maduna tear visions i'm wishing for ancient Kemet. present day living ain't a gift at all so many slip and fall can't predict the corona with several crystal balls evolution a man tell me we got through it cooler heads prevail while i'm spitting hot fluid energized by daily reminders to Breathe easy, out left, and right bondage. Let's bring it back to brother Farouk and brother Damon. Guarantee they'll be debating about some bacon every show. It might sound ridiculous, but these brothers about to take flight like Icarus. They're elevating the mind, refined and shine, divine dialogue, meditation and trials, moving the timeline along. The point of view with a guest is very important. Just remember you're being recorded. I get through my trials. Yeah. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Trials and Meditations, Conversation of the First Generation, Y2K. This is Damon S. Trent, and the S stands for Savage. And this is Kim Ness, a.k.a. Backwoods. Well, I don't have nothing. He's the Backwoods brawler. I'm just in the Backwoods. Backwoods Bobby. <laughs> Just in the backwoods. He's just in the backwoods, and we also have a. Uh, and I actually, I, I, I'm actually no, actually, actually, I'm, I'm kind of warming up to the uh, the whole Goldie vibe. Not not Thank that I'm you. ready to call you Goldie yet, but uh, I will allow you to call yourself Goldie on this podcast. Thank, thank you, I appreciate it. I do. Thank you. I mean, you know, it's mine, it, it, and it, it's been my. It was mine first, but you know. I'm working on it's you. only it's one okay. Goldie we You're know. It's, it's, it is no. only... Well, they say... And it is me. It's only one Goldie we acknowledge. <laughs> and it is I. And it is I. I, I, tell you, I tell you, I'm warming up to it. Uh, it's been a while. So how's everybody doing over there in our respective uh, states here? I'm doing well. Winding down. School year is coming to an end. 
Uh-oh. Getting ready to go back home. Getting ready to be not American. No, 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 no longer <laughs> yes, American. Exactly. Exactly. I'm headed home for six weeks. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, I'm excited. Wow. Nice. That is, that is nice. nice. Yeah. I miss my baby. Yeah, Wadi, too, that part, too. Right. Yeah. That, that'll be exciting for you six whole weeks in, in the motherland not even the motherland what, what are they called it is, it, it, it is my mother's land it is your mother's land but they don't generally call it the motherland they gotta we gotta figure out something we can call it because unfortunately or fortunately right my relatives are also they are coconuts i mean from the islands as well, right? <laughs> i told you i used to live off the last right road. off the tree right, right off, off the, the tree, tree my the nigga said uh, what part of barbados do you live in Right near the beach, man. Boy. Y'all are a mess. That sound means it's time for the part of the show that's called Count on Kimness. This is brought to you by the guys over at Create Safe. All right, so today's tip of the day is don't judge each day by the harvest. You reap, but by the seeds that you plant mm. and that's it that's you know it. what i mean like live each life day by day plant some seeds and one day they'll grow and one you know day they'll I mean? grow but so it's the saying don't look for the microwave uh results is actually yeah yeah, yeah 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 i was every day is not a harvest thing every day is not a harvest you know i was uh i was listening to a bob marley clip and, and he was talking about the difference of growing up in in a farmland as opposed to in a city Right, and then he talks about in the city, people expect things to happen instantaneously. However, when you grow up in a uh, in a farmland, you understand that it takes time for these things to grow. And so, I was like, "Wow, that's an interesting point." But um, you know, I mm -hmm. digress. I digress. Let's, uh, words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Yeah, you know, we just building on each other here. But uh, we're gonna get into it today. Uh, today on this podcast. Who do we got? Who do we got today? It's going to be a very interesting show. Right? I don't think I took my first plane ride till I was 27. Jesus. Jesus Christ, right? And this young lady has been on planes, trains, and automobiles going all across the United States, across the globe. I found out a whole bunch of stuff, and it's going to be a real interesting show for you guys. With us on the show today, we have none other than Sakira Kakai. Let's give her a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Hey. <laughs> hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, thank you for look at uh, all that gorgeous hair. Taking out, uh, look at all that gorgeous hair. Okay. Mm -hmm. oh, well. It was wash day today. Thank you for seeing me, Emsa. No worries. <laughs> are y'all finished? Glorious. Are y'all finished? Because the listeners, the listeners can't see all of this. Glorious hair, and I'm kind of jealous a little bit there too, as it would be, but I digress. <laughs> so, Secure, oh, oh. how we doing there? Uh, we're we're relaxing. We're relaxing. We're, we're maxing and relaxing, all cool. So, where yeah. are we? Where are we maxing and relaxing? Are we actually in the United States? Uh, we're in the United States. I'm in Durham, North Carolina, right now. Oh wow! Um, and I've been here since the beginning of April. Um. Relaxing. <laughs> Just relaxing? Taking the taking. Yeah, the time. relaxing. Working on some like side projects, some creative projects, but um excuse me, in between like I'm in between contracts. So when I'm in between work, 
I get to work on my own creative projects. Oh, wow. Nice. How, how are you enjoying that greenery in, in, in our town here? <laughs> Man, it's everything. These red cardinals, the birds have me in a grip. There's we have so those many here. birds. Yeah, we have the red ones here as well. I love we have, it. We, we're like known for the red birds. Our stadium is the red birds. Our team is the red birds. The, really? Yeah, it's beautiful. I've, it's yeah, so that's nice. one thing about being down here. Yeah, and the trees and the and the forest. You get to see all of the there's some blue ones that we get with some orange yeah, on them. Yeah, I see them. Man. There's just so many kinds of birds. And um, sometimes I wonder, like, with all the climate change and everything, I hate to just jump right into that. But I think about, like, our grandparents' generation. Like, how many more sounds did they hear? Mm. How many more birds were around, you know? Something that I've mm. just been thinking about lately. Now, that is really interesting, but... Speaking of uh, interesting things, uh, tell us about the places that you've traveled because I, I found that that was uh, rather interesting to hear the places yeah. that you've been in your life. Man, I like to bounce all over the place. I'm a bit of a fairy. Okay. <laughs> um, I I lived in I lived in Europe. I lived in Berlin, Germany. I lived in Stockholm and Malmo, Sweden, for a bit. I lived in Bangkok, Thailand. Um, I traveled around Thailand for a bit and Southeast Asia in general. Um, Cape Town, Joburg. Oh, wow. Like, what else? I don't know, man. I'd be, I'd be on the move. You're on the move. Paris, yeah. I'd be on the move. And <laughs> I'm sure if, 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 if my math is correct, you're not even old yet. I'm not going to put it out there how old I think <laughs> you are, but I don't think you're old yet. And that's, that's, that's pretty awesome for you. But let me ask you this question. Because, you know, like when you, even when we were growing up in the city, right, um, as kids, we all picked up on some Spanish words, just being around Spanish people, right? So when you're in these, these countries, did you pick up on any uh, of the native dialect that these guys were speaking? Like in Stockholm, Germany, for instance, did you learn any German Stockholm, words? Sweden. Sweden, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. so um, I speak some German. I was just thinking about that this morning. Like my German is starting to fade um because i'm not practicing it but like when i go back to germany it starts coming back again um but i studied german when i lived there and i started studying swedish when i moved to sweden but sweden has such a high level of english proficiency it was a little difficult to practice with people because people were very happy to speak swedish um yeah so that was a harder learn my Spanish is gone. Um, I was just in Brazil in wow. February and I like I was trying to reach for Spanish because in Sao Paulo it's um there's their Portuguese is closer to Spanish. Um mm -hmm. and it was only in the last week that like Spanish started coming back to me because German definitely hijacked that part of my mind. Oh wow. Mm. Yeah, so I have to like dig. So say so deeper. say something in German for us, please. <laughs> uh, what do you want me to say? It doesn't matter. We're not gonna know what you're saying anyway. Um, Tell us about the weather today. Das Wetter ist uh, net. Um, like what else? The weather is nice. I said. Yeah, I understand, <laughs> oh my God, I understand that. It is nice. It's beautiful. Out. 
But German is very similar to English in a lot of ways. Do you think that's Mm -hmm. why it was easier to pick up on German? You know what I mean? Like why? Yeah, they're related. You can reach at it quicker. Mm -hmm. And so ich kann ein bisschen Deutsch sprechen und weniger um, Swedish. Um, Sorry, I'm like piecing things together. I said I speak a little German and even less Swedish, but Swedish and German vocabulary is closer. Mm, So if I want to say like I am paying, ich bezahlen, um, that's German. And in Swedish, it's um, your betidning. So bezahlen and betidning, they're like kind Mm. of, um, is it betalen, bezahlen, whatever. I'm, I'm probably messing up words now but anyway some of them are are related mm-hmm. easier mm-hmm. to see hefe have or oats sometimes mm. when you drive upstate you'll see like a have something have field have something and i'm like oh it's oat field ah i see right the dutch and the germans were up here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what was yeah. your your favorite country to be in Ooh, i definitely don't have a favorite country but Cape Town, um, South Africa is gorgeous. Just man, wow. (laughs) Like I've never been anywhere that's so breathtaking. Um, Excuse me. Uh, And then like Rome is like moving throughout an ancient museum. And that's really cool. Like the city is the museum, it's like, you're just walking around and living artifacts, which is really cool. Now, I'm, um, I'm glad you brought up uh, Cape Town because I actually wanted to talk about Cape Town for a little bit because mm. um, one of our past guests actually spent some time out in Cape Town. And what he was telling us from what I remember is that it's a beautifully melanated city in the sense that there's so many different tones of, of black people just throughout mm. the, the entire city. Um, was that your experience uh, with, with it? Was it? Yeah. No, there's no exaggeration. Um, I feel like <laughs> as far as tones, in a way, we kind of see that in New York even. But there are different looks. Like when I got to Cape Town, I was like, ha, I'm not South African, you can tell. It's not like the American melting pot of we just have so many different kinds of um looks like our looks are very specific to our blend of people which kind of reminded me of brazil like we very much look like them i'm like well that makes sense it's indigenous it's west african it's european it's like the same kind of creole in a way right um but south africa has a very different mix um so there's there are definitely looks like i would see people and say oh you look south africa you know, oh, like I think so. That mm-hmm. what Kim I just mentioned um, is probably significant there because they had a caste system almost that was based on complexion as well. Yeah. So to have a city that is so um, mixed, you know what I mean, and integrated mm-hmm. and um, like not homogenous, but yeah, like mixed. Um, would probably be something that would stand out because I'm sure that places are probably or probably were very segregated at some point in time. But I feel like that might be, you know what I mean? Why that city would be, why that would be a significant thing about the city. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Does that make sense? Mm, no, keep going. No, I was going to say, does that make sense? Like, does that resonate with your experience? Uh, what I was going to say is, I feel like I'm not the best person to speak on the cast and color system there. Um, mm -hmm. I know that there are groups of people called colored people. I know there are black Africans. I know there's a big, like, Chinese and Indian diaspora um, there as well. And then obviously Dutch and German and English ancestry. Um, but my feeling, and like, I think others will say it's not the case, was I felt a certain, um, like a lens of discrimination toward colored people. Mm. And, but then colored also felt like a catch-all for different things. Like if your mother's white and your father's black, you could be colored. Uh, but also if you are um, kind of a product of like, like, or if you're of the lineage of people who had like Dutch ancestry and mm -hmm. maybe, you know, one of the indigenous African groups there, you could also be colored. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was a little bit confused when I was there. Um, and I think a lot of the black people that I hung out with were well-to-do mm -hmm. or, you know, just came from more financial means. And so mm -hmm. I think there's also a different attitude mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. like certain class systems as well. Mm -hmm. um, but what I didn't see was like in the United States, when you're mixed race, you're really, um, Ooh, I got to plug my thing in. When you're mixed race, you're really um, elevated, right? Like you're exotified. You're the one that makes the money. <laughs> um, you become the face or the presentation of a lot of blackness um mm -hmm. and say, i didn't see that there you're saying that's how it is in america and that's not how yeah. it works. okay got you no i didn't see that there i saw like some discrimination toward colored people as being like oh. lower class or lower brow um or oh, impoverished that, mm, what'd you I say i can see that though it almost seems as if there's like Reverse racism. Black people, white people, mixed people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so there's obviously been a point in time where the mixed people had more privilege um, and, and might have been, you know, just treated better because they were lighter, because they were mixed. They were, you know what I mean? And they have, from what I understand, just from speaking to our South African friends, they have ten tended to segregate themselves as well. And they yeah. consider themselves an other than, than, the, than the indigenous Black people. It's like, no, we are colored and it's a different thing like mm -hmm. all together and so i could see very well to do black people like indigenous black people being like fuck y'all little smuts you know what i mean yeah, like, no really just that, that better than, yeah just that like you're not fully you're not african. a real african right you're not right real african. right yeah. i definitely saw some of that so it's just bizarre. I think when I was there, I really saw the construct of race, um, like just with some kind of sobriety and not just with the American indoctrination, but like this shit is literally made up everywhere. <laughs> but I was gonna say, I feel like it's one of the places where their racial issues are equally as complicated mm -hmm. 
and deep rooted in like lots of painful history as ours. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? I feel like we share yeah. that that they have like the colonization. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there were a lot of places that were colonized, but that caste system of color plays yeah. a different role here and it played a different role there than it does in a lot of other places. And a lot of other places, mm-hmm. it's a thing. It's a, ooh, they cute because they light skin, or, ooh, I want to have a little light skin. It's, it's that. It's a brainwash. But here it's and there, it was a it was a justification for, like, setting up institutional, like, systems. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like, it's a completely different... Yeah, I feel like we can relate in, in, when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. It's, um... When I say that it's all just kind of made up, like the the goalposts of race also just moves mm-hmm. <laughs> from time to time, you know, like mm-hmm. suddenly you can be Jewish and now you're white or Irish and now you're white um, where that wasn't the case. Or you could be mm-hmm. a really light skinned black person and just pass for white, like with not much regard for features even. Um, mm-hmm. And also like the, I feel like the thing that, like in coming into like another country without, uh, I didn't really read much on South Africa. I just saw watch out for all the crime and that was real. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have any preconceived ideas about race when I went there. Um, I'm just coming with whatever I'm coming from. And when mm. I like came into theirs, I'm like, oh, this is like, this is kind of like the inverse of us in some way. Mm. Um, mm. And at the end of the day, for me, I'm like, yo, the problem is uh, colonialism. <laughs> it's not the people who are mixed race. Like, that's not it. We're looking at each other like we're the problem. And um it's really the folks who have come to take the land that are the mm-hmm. problem. So let me ask yeah. you this question though, right? So in regards to the people in South Africa that would be considered colored, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of the people on this line, will we all be considered colored or are we too light, fair skinned to be? Cause I'm trying to get an idea. What but they look I don't like. think it's just, um, again, I really don't feel incredibly qualified to like speak on it, but it's not just how you look. Okay. I think you can be perceived as being colored, but it's not a, just about how you look. It's also it's your heritage. It's an yeah. Well, this is what I'm uh, saying. It's almost like how being Jewish is a religion and an ethnicity. It's kind of like that. We're like, it's not just a, oh, you're just mixed. It's you know what I mean, or you're just light skin. It's a, it's a genetic. It's a lineage thing, or it has become. Yeah. You know what I mean? They've kind of separated themselves. I don't want to speak out of turn and offend anyone, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's kind of how it seems. I don't, I don't think we have any uh, colored listeners to our podcast that would be offended by this conversation. But I get um, it. You know, you wait, don't want to. That's not. But that's not true. Oh, we got that's colors. True. We got colored listeners. I'm so excited for our colored listeners. I, I think I'm going to start referring to myself as colored. <laughs> colored. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm colored. The, light, the lighter I'm the new shade. Negro, right? <laughs> Lighter shade of colored. Uh, but look, Sakira, you said uh, right now you're in between contracts, is what yes. you had said earlier, right? Yes. Uh, so if you can, tell the people what it is that you do. To uh... Yeah, I'm a management consultant. Um, and I am often hired by 
corporate companies to come in and do some kind of internal transformation. Um, my favorite stuff is the softer stuff, the cultural transformation components of the work. Um, but it's a lot of like big picture things being broken down into smaller sizes and then I don't know. It's also vague. <laughs> so, so you, do, you, do you love what you do though? Do you like what you do? Mm, yes and no. So while I'm in between contracts right now, I've been putting together um, my own public offering. I tend to contract through another company um, and it's nice in that it keeps me, you know, close to the work um, and in the practice of my work. But I'm also at a place of wanting to get different kinds of clients um, and do the work with people who really are interested in um, like transformation and not just about cost cutting initiatives or it's generally just around costs and not around people. And I really just feel like we have to focus on people. Um, yeah, business so is when, up, when are you going to stop working and become a YouTube travel blogger? And just I'm never going to it. be that. No, never. I think you should. No, you should. oh my gosh. <laughs> the, there's, um, oh, I get a profound amount of stress when under pressure to produce content whilst traveling like i just enjoy <laughs> being out being and, there just experiencing yeah, yeah just being there and without having to film everything yeah like just yeah. catch me somewhere you know but i, I, <laughs> I go and was, visit places hmm? I, I thought you was doing that with your with your content on ig and stuff like that that's that wasn't a a travel blog thing or am i out of touch. I think what you might see is the fact that I do travel and I post like in places that I do travel, but, but I'm not, not producing travel content. Right, right, right. Right. Because <laughs> then that'll be that'll be work. That would be work. Yeah. I have the whole trip from Brazil. I have not posted. Sakara, I do yeah. the same. The people don't even know that like I went to school and had a camera in my hand for years. Like mm. They're like you, you never post. People don't know when I'm gone. They don't know where I am, and it's kind of a thing that I do on purpose. So like, ah, I don't really want everybody to know where I am. I don't ever yeah. want everybody to know. But I have like zillions of images in my phone and on hard drive mm -hmm. that just Sometimes it's just content. Just for me. Yeah, a lot that's of the times it's just for me. Yeah, it's just and for me. Or... I have a burner account. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I have a burner account and I drop some select photos there sometimes, but like, right. or like I send like, photos to the people that I want to see them. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I'll shoot stuff with certain people in mind. I sent a friend of mine a random picture of the beach behind my house in Barbados today, just because I knew she would appreciate it. You just it. was showing so, off. Mm -hmm. That's all. You was just showing off. <laughs> I was just Look gonna say sometimes it's not even about the flex, like. Thank you, Sakira. It's really easy to like just be posting like I'm here, I'm there now, and like just be right. on Instagram flexing. But you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna keep it. Uh, this is what the kids say. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Uh, I only post <laughs> when I go out of town, right? 
I only post when I come back in town from out of town. <laughs> I want y'all to see what I'm flexing at. Yeah, this is where I'm at. I hear you. I mean, that's what a lot of people use IG for, like when they're traveling and when they're off to, I don't know, Six Flags with friends or with their kids, then you post right. something like these. It's like the highlight reel. Exactly. Because the rest of their life is miserable. It's miserable. <laughs> Damn. I hope not. Well, listen, though, Sekiro, so when you're uh, doing this work with the companies, right? Mm -hmm. Is it, it it's, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not sure if I understand, but I want to make sure. It's more company based, not individuals, right? That it's you... more company based, yeah. So when you go into these companies, do you use any spiritual culture techniques like I don't know, breathing, meditation, visualization, visual, visualization, anything like that, uh, for for your um, companies? Yeah, not specifically for work, <clears throat> but for life. Um, cool. I meditate. And what I will say is in contract, it can be really hard for me to maintain a spiritual practice. I get very disoriented, which is why it's been more important for me to like pivot toward contracts that I'm more aligned with. Um, because some of these contracts can be really jarring or like, I just, I won't be into the work at all. Um, so I, I meditate. Um, I do some breathing, just like box breathing. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, it's my go-tos. I'm listening to you. Uh, you know, I, I tried meditation a, a while back. You uh, said I tried one time. <laughs> I no, tried no, it one, one time. time. Not one time. It was, it was like, I was trying it for like, like a month actually. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would be meditating. And then you would be asleep. And then exactly. I felt like, what the yeah. fuck? Yo, so I, I felt like I was doing it wrong. Right. No, nah, you're not. Most of the time, people, you meditate and you don't even know it. You know what I mean? You just right. thought. And because you got a spiritual back to, a background, you you are meditating. I'm listening you to you. You know what I mean? You don't have to sit in a room and turn the lights off. And you know what I mean? Every day that you're thinking about being a better person or dealing with whatever you're dealing with in your life, you are meditating. Oh, but also, it's actually good to go into your sleep with those thoughts, whatever that was that you were praying on and you were meditating on, it's probably a good thing to go into your sleep with that. You know what I mean? Just kind of sowing that into your spirit as opposed mm -hmm. to I fall asleep to like murder and like crime shows. <laughs> so it's probably better <laughs> to fall that asleep. Oh my God, did you oh watch God. the warm? Oh, oh yeah, that I was did. really good. Really yeah, so good. Listen, I want to watch it again, but every time I want to watch it, it's too late at night, and I'm like, I can't do this. I'm in the house. Oh, no, me. that's what I fall asleep to. <laughs> literally what I watched to go to sleep. You know, they got this uh, one show that I want to talk about that's out right now. This is kind of crazy. Uh, they got the Dear Mama Tupac joint out right um, now. Oh, I want to watch I didn't catch that yet. It's on, uh, it's on Hulu, right? Mm -hmm. If y'all need that, we'll talk about that later, but or on Let me get your account password. Yeah, I got you. Um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I I barely use Hulu. Word. I just got my Hulu shut off. Actually, I got I you. Know we'll we'll talk off. later. But anyway, on this Tupac <laughs> thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't watch the whole episode. I've been watching bits and pieces of it, but it turns out that Afeni Secure was arrested with the Panther Twenty One. Stay with me for a mm -hmm. second. And one of the Panther 21 
I never knew this, was Richard Moore. Who that? Watch this. Daruba Ben Wahad. He, became, mm-hmm. he then became Daruba Ben Wahad, who's the father who's of Daruba Subatai Moore's father. And <laughs> right. so I thought that was really interesting to have somebody Yay. that we were connected with as a part of the... And, uh, wait, okay. and their lawyer is uh, is a moot from the society as well. She does a lot of work with them, uh, Moot Sophia. She um, is a civil lawyer and she's a professor at Harvard. Uh, she's awesome. She started a nonprofit organization um, that helps, I think, families of people who are incarcerated, like people who have been wrongfully incarcerated. Yeah, or, yeah just yeah. Wow. That's 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 awesome. It's, it's dope that we mm-hmm. got. I love that. Yeah, I love that too. That we got so many connections to uh, actual Black history, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do I right here? I want to share with you that I met a certain Shakur at some point in my life, who shall not be named. You met a certain you mean Shakur Orisa. Okay. <laughs> hmm? I'm like, you mean Shakur Orisa? <laughs> it's been a minute since I've seen her. I did run into her in Park Slope some years ago. <laughs> I see her every morning. That's Arisa Henderson. I see her every morning. That's Arisa. In Tennessee? Yes, she's also in Tennessee with me. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What are we talking about? What we're going to do right here, this is what we're talking about, is we're going to take a quick commercial break, mm-hmm. listen to what our sponsors got to say, and then we're going to get right mm-hmm. back into it. Okay. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back. We're still here chopping it up with young Sakura Kokai. Now, Sakura. Mm-hmm. <laughs> already i'm laughing because this, this this is hilarious to me because like I, I never even thought to do anything like what i'm about to say right like it never even crossed my mind to do this but okay obviously it was something mm-hmm. that the young ladies did right and so firstly i want to say this that if i talk about the time that i was raised in a society my name is always going to be kem wamendaku walters always mm-hmm. and kemness is uh kemness of the oksebe of the oksebes right and but we have the switchability, right? So we can go from the chems to our respective birth names. Uh, me, Damon, and him, Farouk. But he doesn't really use Farouk. But Emsa talks about this that she used to do when she was a young young lady. She used to give people the fake names. Yes, come on with the fake name creativity. Yes, like, I, and I never even thought to do nothing like that, yo. Like, even when my mom was making people call me. Kemwa, like there's people in my family <laughs> that call me Kemwa because his name is not Damon. It's not Damon, and she was adamant about that, right? So, did you <laughs> at one point give out the fake name, or were you just secure? Yes. Yes. First off, I want to say yes, I did. <laughs> I really See, like I my name. I really, really like my name. And at one point, okay, in college, <laughs> in college. I told people my name was Jesse. Jesse. I was like, <laughs> interesting. You're an idiot. <laughs> Not Jesse. I was trying a thing. I was like, what's it like to have a regular name? <laughs> that's like a regular, that's regular, regular. Like, yes, Jesse. really regular. And yes. so for like two weeks, I tried on Jesse and I was like, damn, his name is not it. 
Wait, where were you at school? Where what school was you at? at Florida International in Miami. Okay, I remember you were in school. Oh, nice. right, right, right. You went to school in yeah. Miami? Yeah. Let me ask you this question though, and this is a serious question. <laughs> How did you go to school in Miami and go to school in Miami? And why like, did you leave Miami? Yeah, Miami? Oh my God, um, Miami's Miami! Miami so for the rest of the world, right? I'm like, if it's Miami or the world, I'll take the world. But I'm just oh saying, like, gosh, how could you concentrate Miami? while being in school? You was at the beach every day, now, right? No, first of no? all, Miami was such a dumpster fire. I'm like, Miami wow. is gross. Number one, gross. It's Caribbean, it's gross. Yes. And when you live in these places and you live there. It's just you live there, you go to work. You, you When you're in Barbados, you'll find people tell you, I haven't been to the beach in three years. And the beach is never more than at most half an hour from everybody's house. But people mm -hmm. will tell you, I haven't been to the beach in years. Like, they go to work on the weekend, they do their laundry, they go grocery shopping, they do, you know what I mean? They're not. Right. So it's, you well, know what I mean? about Miami, though. I know. Yeah, when's the last time you went on a hike, you know, like... It's so easy. It's so easy. Trails all over the place. It could be years, though. Um, I did. I definitely went to the beach, though. Like, who am I kidding? I'm, I was a teenager in Miami. Um, Miami. But <laughs> Miami is really, um, it's pretty anti-Black. Mm. Um, there's a That's lot of colorism in Miami. Um Ooh. It's about being light skinned and and speaking Spanish. <laughs> like <laughs> that's the that's the um the the cream of the crop in Miami. Um I had a really, really hard time. I really I just felt like a northerner for real. How'd you have mm. a hard time mm. if that's you just said I it was about here. being light skinned in Miami? I'm confused now. Because you're not I'm not that. You're not light skinned? <laughs> no, this has come been on. This has been a debate for only the last two years of my life. Okay. I'm, my I'm whole life, I have never considered myself light-skinned. I've always Man, considered funny. myself brown-skinned. I love y'all, like, the border, like, the cusp folks who get to go, I'm not light-skinned. Like, yeah, no, stop. <laughs> I stop. have never. Nobody wants to be light-skinned, but, like, ever. sweetie. Mm. Oh. Wow. I like Emsa, mm. I would look at you and say Emsa's light skin, but Emsa like Emsa is light skin, but it's a spectrum, and you definitely fall is. on it, and you're closer to my side than the other side, sweetheart. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yes. Like I don't even well, understand why we're having this conversation. Like this is hilarious to me. I, realize, I have talking never. To a cusp person, it's always the cusp people. <laughs> Nobody wants to be light skin with us, Kemwa. I'm because Mikara and I are like the same complexion, and no, we both have no, 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 no. See, well, and then the are this. you saying that Mikara? Somebody I, on that other side. I, I got it. I, I got what? it. I got it. You guys are uh, what? Do, what do you call it? You trans. Black or something trans, like you identify as dark skin or something. What's going on? <laughs> Listen, yes, I'm identify. I'm a chosen child. <laughs> I cannot. They are hilarious. Whatever. Wow. What I was gonna say though, Kemwa, about the being light skin and speaking Spanish, you got to think about Cuba and their relationship with Florida and 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 like the light skin whitish ones that yes, left Cuba they left. to come to Florida. So Trump loving. And, yes, the Trump loving 
white not sharing Cuban. any resources. Right. Mm-hmm. That's who's running. That's who's running Florida. They have a lot of influence over there. I was so, just yeah, not I into definitely it. See, and Miami, I can definitely see how, yeah, the culture is very light and I've never been it's into Miami. drugs like that. Like, that wasn't really my thing. I did try some things out when I was there. But, like, always scared of that life. Um, and I just didn't really see, like, an avenue for me forward in Miami. I fled with false medical excuses to take my finals early. Oh, wow. I was I was ready to be out. Like, when you, when you told him you had some allergy problems and you couldn't take it? I was like, I have some, I have a, an appointment back home. Can I just go ahead and take this final? So did you graduate? No. No, you didn't graduate. So you, no. you did what we would have done down there, went down there and just partied it up. I got you. I got, you. So- <laughs> I got work. No, listen, you know what I did? I started working. Okay. I was in, okay, at this point. My guys was working too. Happening. They were, they were huh? just working at a different, uh, at a different <laughs> store than you, but they was working too. Right? Who was working? My guys that went down to North Carolina that shall remain nameless. Oh, well. <laughs> that didn't graduate. Those guys, you know, those guys. Yeah. They was, I, they started working. Then they started inviting other people down. Come on yeah. down. This is party central. I can't say I was doing any of that. No, but listen, but, though, let me ask you this question, though, right? So yeah. did you go to the society school? Um, for a brief spell, yes. I think I went to the HEP for school maybe like one or two years. Oh, that's it? Okay, okay. And then I think my mom took me out because I wasn't learning enough. I'm listening to you. I got skipped and then I got pulled back. You got skipped. (laughs) Yes, I'm so glad that that happened at a time that I really don't remember. Because I think if I had gotten skipped and then set back later on, that would have been a blow to my ego. <laughs> but, it, but it happened too young. <laughs> so, so you did go to the society. No, so um, because you know, like when we went to the school, right? Mm-hmm. And then we got our furloughs, and I, and I'm speaking about everybody that was with my group. And I, and I really feel I can speak on behalf of everybody that was with us. Uh, none of us knew how to act. Not not one of us. Not a single solitary person knew what to do with this newfound freedom. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I was probably the worst. And I, yeah. I, I be telling my students this all the time. Like, yo. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know how bad I was. But that's not the point I'm making, right? <laughs> Did you have an adjustment period? When you were in middle school, or was the big adjustment oh, when you went to college? I hated public school. Mm. I have not liked school since I was taken out of black schools. Oh wow! Ooh. Because it was first black genius. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you remember black genius? Yeah, black genius. Mama Kuma. That's right. Yeah. Hi, hi. I know yes. We know mm. So first it was black genius for me, and then it was Osero Set. Then I went to Johnson Preparatory School. No, then I went to the Collective Fellowship and Peace Academy. On Bedford? And then, huh? On Bedford, the one on Bedford? The Wait, Collective Johnson? was on Franklin. Oh, by Franklin. Yeah. 
Okay. It's a, there's like an associated supermarket there now or a sea town. I think it's associated. Um, but it's next to a parking lot. And that used to be the Collective Fellowship and Peace Academy um, run by Mr. Green and his wife. Um, vegetarian Ital food for lunch. What? And then I went to Johnson Preparatory School over on Martins and New York. And then after that, I went straight to the ghetto. <laughs> yes. I went to PS6, and that actually wasn't even all that crazy. I mean, it was. It was a culture shock. Um, suddenly, kids were cursing mm. and talking about your mama. I was like, wait, wait a second. I don't know what that means, but I felt it. He <laughs> <laughs> was Girl. a fish out of water. Monica, yes. I was like, I dropped today. I Miss, teach my oldest kids in fifth grade, and they just the f bombs that just fly oh, out of their mouth. Wild! I had to turn to this one little girl and go, "You know how many times I want to tell you?" <laughs> I want to drop f bombs all the time. Don't hit the kids. Don't hit them though. I know. I don't. No, I don't hit the kids. I don't. We'll no, we're we'll seeing a lot of kids. We're seeing a lot of kids. <laughs> I'll be wanting to curse them out, though. I tell, like, I'll be really wanting to curse at y'all, and I can't, which means you can't curse at anybody either, sweetheart. If I can't do it, you can't do it. Listen, I'm sorry. This is what you do. Down. If you want to curse them out, call me. And I'll curse, them, curse out. them out. I, oh, I will go to town on their asses. Oh, Real my quick. Yeah, what do you I can't see? even imagine. I teach art. Uh, K oh, that's right. Yeah, but I have I have everyone in the school, K through five, all of them, all six hundred and fifty of listen, them. I am not the the kids person. I'm only just now learning yeah. to be a better aunt. <laughs> so Karen, I'm not either though. I was thrown into this work during the pandemic. It was not. I'm not either. I've realized through doing this that I only really like my own child, and that's just because <laughs> of mine. But like Jeez. other people's children, I don't particularly care for. Other people's children are the best, though. And I want you to think about this for a second, right? Are they? Yeah, they really are. Because at some point in the day, other people's kids go home. You understand? Home. They got to go back to wherever it is they, they live. They got to go there. These two I got upstairs, it ain't no, no place sir. for them to go. These they don't never got like to go mine. nowhere. <laughs> I like mine. To stand at the mine. door with their hand out. Man, they're going to ask me the other day, Dad. Can we stop at the, the gas station before school? Oh, what some, do they need? I do that coffee? every day. I do that two or three times a week. <laughs> I told him today, I said, he said, Dad, I'm they hungry. Gotta gum. I said, I got to feed y'all every gum. day? I got to feed y'all every day? They were like, yeah, Dad, you got to feed us three times a day. Wait, that's the thing, though. When you get, you have to feed them every day. Like, hey. it never ends. <laughs> yeah, every guys, day, multiple times. It's I'm the most like, annoying part of having know. them. I don't know about a child. Like, whoa! You see what I'm, I'm telling you? You only do yeah, it because that's you not going to work them. with the kids. It's the only uh, reason you do it, it's not because you want to. No, you I do know. it because the like, law says you have to. Because you, you have to. Earlier, you have to. I saw Tate peas. I had a bag of fresh peas, and I sauteed it with vegetable broth and butter, and I ate peas. Mm -mm. Wait, but can I tell you, Sakira, though, when you have Sakira one... Sakira pees a kid, pees. No, 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 wait, hold on. When you have one, Sakira, you mm -hmm. can do stuff like that. Because you and the one be homies, and it's like, bro, we about to eat these sandwiches for dinner, right? Yes. 
What you want? You want, bread, you want bread and cheese for dinner? You want bread and cheese? <laughs> Anyway, he like I'm gonna just eat like this bread and struggling cheese. Together. Yes. He just struggle together. Yeah, he just he just wants bread and cheese and some sliced up cucumber. Man, it's easy. Like he done tricked him. He's too not that even boy that's what he wants to eat anyway. <laughs> My kids are food bougie. The little girl gonna tell me today, Dad, I want some Chipotle's with a little spice in them. <laughs> Yes, daughter, I right? love a discerning child. No, my exactly. daughter door dashes on the regular. I'll be sitting here next to you know somebody ringing the doorbell, door dash for herself. <laughs> Nobody else. But I'm cooking dinner every other night. Oh I'm shoot! I'm dinner for everybody, and then when she come with a door dash with a personal order, I'm like, what the That's hell going man, on? Man, I definitely, I definitely take it to her room, like like she had just a. Like a she don't want to share. That's not like my father. He used to come home from work and go straight to the basement with his high <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not sharing with nobody. You know, security, that's, that's a great segue. Speaking uh-huh. of your father, right? So, you know, for the listeners on, on the show that might not readily identify with the name Sekiro Kokai, um, why don't you tell us who your siblings and your parents are uh, for the uh, older generation of people that we have on the show? Oh, there's a whole gaggle of us. There's a whole gaggle. Um, I love that word. <laughs> Uh, my oldest sibling is Machair, Machair Mousehot. I think she's the only Machair. Let me let me just say this too. No, she's not only the mm-hmm. only Machair. She's the only Machair Mousehot. So when you address her on this podcast, right? Oh. She's not Jamila. She's not Machair. She's Machair Mousehot. Now you can continue. All right. There's Yahote. There's myself. There's Harukti Ramen Maat. There's Osaria Seki Ketmet. There's so Shariam Ati Haru, who does not appreciate that I dreamt that name up, and it was divined that that was meant to be for him. Oh, wow. But you got to give us Yahote's whole name, though, because he's the only one you didn't give us his whole name. And I love Yahote. Oh, Yahote and Kufram. Yes, Yahote and Kufram. <laughs> and, so, what's, uh, so what's your whole name to be given our whole names? Sakira Ma'at. Sakira, that's it? Wa-da-da. That's it. That's it. I'm gonna have to give you. I'm gonna call her Sakira Harriet though. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have to add something onto that because that's that's. If he calls me M. Smooth Harriet, and that's Eb, completely right. not my name. <laughs> not my name at all. But he just. Yo, that's how I feel about when people call me Shakira. I'm like, that's not my name at all. <laughs> that's a whole other person. That's a whole other person. So, so we spoke about your siblings. Who are your parents? Um, there is. Kamau Kawai, um, Shekin Ramen. I feel like that's very non-descriptive. Like, there's so many ramens in the world. But there's only um, one Dr. Kokai, so you're good on that. We're good. You're right. There's one Dr. Kokai, and that happens to be my father. Dad. And, I, and I saw your dad the other day doing reels on IG. I don't know if you, you knew that he was doing I was like, wow, look at this guy. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, he came parents, up in my feed, too. Listen, you got to recreate yourself. It's a no for me. You blocked it? No wow. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a Don't hot no. You, there's no need to be involved. My mom saw some photo of me in Thailand once. I had a white wig on. Um, and made some comment about how I was losing my culture. And I was like, you know what? Blocked. I was at a pool party. <laughs> okay. And my friend knew the um, 
the dancer who was doing like hula dance entertaining and had like a white wig on and like white underwear and tassels and like she came to hang out with us afterwards and we were all trying her wig on and so I happen to have this wig on my head and I'm like the way this has been interpreted is a little it's too dramatic not how it was made right <laughs> it's just not what it is and I'm gonna go ahead and just snip this from happening you don't need to be concerned about whatever pops into your mind or whatever projection comes to you. Like I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get a picture of this wig in my head, right? Was it one of those It's a cheap like silvery white costume. thing. Not it's just a costume wig. You know those wigs that you know the people in in the British court wear? Like you know like your honor one of those uh, kind of wigs? No. Well, not even. A, do a dollar store wig. This is really right, like, like a, a party city wig situation. <laughs> this is not anything this was goofing off at the poolside. <laughs> That's it. No, you were abandoning your culture. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. I don't need to watch my parents on IG be awkward. Mm -mm. Wow. No. How are they how are they awkward on IG? No, I don't need to watch. I don't need to watch. <laughs> I get it. I do. I just don't need to watch. I just I have lived with them for plenty of years. We still talk. I don't need to watch my father make Instagram reels. <laughs> <laughs> don't. That's hilarious. Mine is pretty talented, and I don't think I would want to watch him make Instagram reels either. Like, he's such a goofball. I think I would be mortified. Like, I really just would, like, stop. You know what's great? I'm with you. So I didn't watch Dr. Kokai's reels. At mm -hmm. all, I, I did give him a like though, because you know I, I'll support you in whatever you do. But I would probably watch Emsa's dad's reels. I, I, I would probably watch <laughs> and just see what the content is about. Right? I've never seen it. You know who I do watch, um, who I follow, who I absolutely love following. Um, oh my God, his name is skipping me right now. Uh, say who? Oh wow. Oh yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah, Tepsi, I love Tepsi, who's IG. He be I've flexing, never seen him. He be flexing on his IG. He's flexing. Somebody called him sexy at the other day, though. So oh, let wow. me find no. out he be on IG no. flexing. No, he he, he does so uh, have a strong flex. Wait, yeah, he be on, he be on there modeling. It. He be modeling on there. I think oh, Tepsi who was one of those uh, rare brothers that was coming up in the society. That sort of writing on the wall, and he was like, "I'm gonna have to do my own thing." As far as financial finances, mm -hmm. go, right? I'm not talking about the spiritual mm -hmm. aspect. I don't know what any, does I, a tough say who do. I don't know what he does, uh, but I he's got he a lot of money. For the city or something. I think he retired well, from that because I think he used to work for the city, but they own properties <laughs> as well, work. and so you know he's he's sold and acquired a few properties uh, since we've come up. So he's, that's he's, what I thought. Pretty comfortable. While this was a an excellent segue, I couldn't even have planned this one. I came across an amazing reel the other day of a certain friend of mine who decided that she was going to camouflage herself as <laughs> some bushes and tape a bird feeder to her face that, and sit completely still in a chair. 
and wait and see if the birds would come and peck at her face. So, friend. Wow. That's eternal sunshine of a spotless mind. That's exactly what it is. What's up? Did you not see, Kenwa, you didn't see this real? I did not see this real. Oh, Kenwa, I'm going to have to say that to you. Kira camouflaged herself like some bushes. And attach the bird feeder to her glasses to her face. You know, you know what that means. I'm that sorry. was interesting. She needs another contract. That's that's all I said. Right no, now. That's <laughs> hello. <laughs> Too much idle time. Too much free time. I said it to a friend of mine. And my she was in meditation and thought about that. That's wait. That's what she said. That should have went viral. She that said, "I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. I'm going to sit here and meditate and feed birds at the same time." Is uh, what that's she said. literally what I did. I sat there and I was that like, was a viral this is perfect time to meditate. Hopefully, my vibrations will go out and will attract the birdies. <laughs> oh my! I sent it to my coworker and, so, and I didn't say anything. She messaged me back you, and goes, "How long did you sit there?" About 20 minutes. Wow. Did any birds come back at you? No, one flew really close, though. You know what? I had a moment on the porch two days ago. Listen, it counts, okay? Because I think we like to pishaw birds, okay? But really, they are the damn surveillance of the neighborhood. Birds be knowing what goes on in you the do. neighborhood. And so I'm like, all right, it's cool. I'm going to just like step out and make a first intro and I'm going to be here. But you know my and... problem with this this whole conversation that we're having? You started out by saying you didn't want to see your parents acting weird on IG, right? Wait, and then this has got to be qualified as acting weird. Yes, right. This has got to be weird. either. <laughs> Y'all ain't going my coworker said, "Would you would you do this?" She thought that's why I had sent it to her because it was something that I was interested in. So she goes, "Would you do this?" I go, "No, not me." I go, "But I know this lady, though. I know her." My girl said, "Oh, oh, wow." <laughs> I thought it was rather interesting because I, I don't I'm like, like this seeing people's IG pages of every picture pictures is just them. a picture of them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what, I can't stand that either. No, you know what I can't stand on IG. I can't stand when people post words. Like, like, I don't want to read that shit. I just want to see I went on somebody's page the other day, and it was just quotes. The whole page was just quotes, 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 quotes. No, I can't. I do that because I don't like posting pictures of myself. That's Facebook. You go to Facebook for all the... IG is exchanging grand bitches. It's for pictures. It's for pictures. It's for visuals. It's exchanging grand bitches. But listen, though. But there are accounts of just texts that go far because that's the thing. I can't yeah. get it. Me personally, I can't read none of that stuff because it's too small anyway. And you know, IG don't let you make the pictures bigger. So I, I, yes, it does. I, it does. Look, you got an iPhone? I do have an iPhone. No. I need an IG tutorial. Did he you say I can't that. see it because it's too small? I did. Really, I did. You can zoom in. I'll be like this. Look, I'm like, this is how I be. I cannot. Not with that big ass iPhone. Like this. Oh my God. But look, can you see my words? These how big my words are. My numbers. Yes, are. I, uh, those are here. <laughs> got the, got the jitter and I still can't see. I'll be like, yo. I want to get laser from my house. You've actually been saying that for the last 15 years. You're right. And when I went to go get, um, I just got lenses. I dropped off some frames today. And she was like, well, you got like another five years if you want to do it. 
First off, I don't like when doctors be cussing over your life, okay? I just need to take a moment for this because I went to the dentist and this dentist was telling me about how by the time I turn age 40, my mouth is going to start doing this and that and falling apart. I'm just going to need X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, please keep your curses to yourself. Don't be my money. Nobody asked you that. I get your money. Yeah, you don't spend pay some them. money. Yeah. But wait, yeah, though. Don't be cursing oh. over my mouth like that. And then when I went to the I, the optometrist, so I'm 35. <clears throat> she says, well, you got another five years if you're going to get it because by the time you turn 40, you're going to need reading glasses anyway. And I'm like, excuse you. I just want to like beat her in the forehead right quick. Like, stop. But Sakira, though, I, I'm sorry. Do you know I'm how many protein drinks I had as a child? Don't put your okay. mouth on me. Don't you're going to need reading glasses by the time you're 40. Count it for something. That's got to give me all of the oat groats I've consumed. That's got to give me a couple years. That's just not how the that works. Grated well, listen, carrots though. and poppy seeds. You said that you're 35, though, Sakira? You said you're 35. I'm 35, yes. So is your birthday coming? You're having a birthday. My yes. birthday is in September. So it's coming. Okay, okay. That makes more sense. Wow, that was fast, eh? Hey. I'm just starting speeding up. 40. Yeah, I mean, and once you, uh, I just want to tell you, the point this out, once you're 36, you're officially 40, 40. so don't even be like, yo, I'm still 30. I've been telling you I was 40 since I was <laughs> nah, 37, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, we wound up around these parts. I was. I was like, 33? Wait, that's a lie. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> but I also plan on staying 40 for the next, like, two years as well, though. I hear that. So yeah. Listen, I am what I am. My, uh, I was talking to my aunt um, the other week, and she saw my bird video, and she was like, "Oh, I know you're bored," and I was like, "I'm not bored, y'all. I'm not bored. I am very much in my own bag over here." Absolutely. I wish people like gave themselves or had more time for boredom to get uh, yeah. into yeah. whatever kind of debauchery. Yeah. I'm like, this is my it's, level it's, of it's self care. It's so yeah. true. I said it the other day. It's, don't y'all miss that about the pandemic, though? Like, oh, I genuinely miss, miss that about the pandemic. Yeah. Like, I just, I was, I just was like, I feel sorry for all y'all boring bitches who don't have no hobbies because I'm chock full of hobbies. Yeah. And I'm in my house just crafting up a storm in here. Like, I started beating businesses and baking and doing all sorts of stuff. I had so many. It was just nice to have the, the time to to be on that kind of schedule. I also find Absolutely. it like my spiritual work is is definitely tied to the earth, and yes. I feel like more of a spiritual being when I am in a place that is just more earthy. I feel it more yeah. here than I do in New York. I definitely feel oh, it a lot more in Barbados I mean, how than can I you do feel anywhere. It right? No, right. you can't. Earth, where it's like it's too many. It's too many spirits. To there's too many and, spirits and, rock, and, and not enough earth. Like I'm right, a person not, literally not enough earth. Like I need no. grounding to take literally my not come, enough come, earth come to my North Carolina. Carolina. Well, we, it's we, a lot. It's it's hectic. Well, we're not so, gonna yeah, do though, right? We're not gonna sit here and talk bad about the city that we all are from, right? I can see if like one of us wasn't from the city, but we all are from the city. No, the whole so, well, I wanted to none say, of us live there. <laughs> Right. You asked me my favorite. Right. That's not New a coincidence. New York is definitely one of them. Well, New York is one of your favorite cities? Yeah, yeah. like New York is incredibly exceptional and special. Absolutely. Like there's no place like New York. There is no it makes place you like smarter. New York, New York like makes it. you smarter. It's, it, it completely makes you a smarter person, Kness. 
the things that we are in proximity to and like the stuff that we come in contact with and the different types of people and the different types of experiences when you leave new york and you go to other places you really you realize that you're more worldly you realize that new york has made you a more worldly person like just new york i want to add that like I've been thinking about this a lot, right? So in New York, it's a very mixed place. So we get all kinds of influences. Um, And then let's say you go to some small town. It's pretty stagnant. People are not moving. People are staying there for generations. Um, But I think there's a different intelligence that comes with being in a place for a long period of time and getting to understand the location for a long period of time. As I'm like watching these birds every day, I'm really trying to understand like, what are their rhythms? How do I become more of the place and learn the language around me? Whereas like New York really equips you for hypervigilance. It has you on your toes. And that's also just a certain mode to be in, you know, it's a mode that does not really allow you to like stop and smell the roses. Smell the roses. First yes. off, like, what is this flower even called? Right. <laughs> you know, right. like, New Yorkers don't be knowing nothing about nature. Yeah, no. But it goes back to what Kenwan said at the beginning of the podcast, the quote from Bob Marley about how, like, being from the city or is that what, just being, you know what I mean? It, everything is just, go, and go, when go. you pull yourself outside of that, you can completely become more in touch with your own rhythm of your own body, your body in rhythm with the elements around you and like your body as nature absolutely. right because Some it absolutely is no it yeah. absolutely is yeah and you and you don't you're not aware of it when you live in a city because you're on somebody else's clock like you're completely you know what i mean just all the time. you're inundated with like illusions of of things that are important and are really aren't like really not Absolutely. I um I spent yeah, yeah. I spent February in um um Salvador de Bahia and oh, wow. Sao Paulo and I really struggle with uh seasonal depression. Like I get winter blues like a uh, mofo. And um like you Emsa, I feel like nature is my spirituality. I don't really I'm appreciative of my excuse me, my Oceraset upbringing. But I also come to understand that like my spirituality is is really tethered to this earth um, and the cosmos more than a body or people. Can I tell you that? Mm -hmm. Your family is is native. Isn't your father's family native? Yeah, they're Choctaw. I, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine the other day and just we were working out some things and it came to me that I feel like the religion of the Africans happened, took place in the stars. You know what I mean? It's it's with the ancestors, it's in the stars, it's in the sky. And the religion of the natives took place on earth. It's very grounding. It's very much about the earth and the elements and the things that are here. And I feel like for some of us, we feel a deeper connection to that and don't necessarily understand why, but it's because it's in you from your people. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that is what we were, we were talking about, the difference in religion and me, how I feel extremely connected to 
Native culture and Native religion in particular, Native spirituality in particular. I, I, as I said, feel more spiritual when I am in nature. To me, it's not like I get, That's you know, for some people it's about their, it's about their altar and it's about their, you know what I mean? Their ancestors and, and all of that is, is part of it to me as well. But definitely, yes, my church is at the beach. My church happens at 5.47 a.m. at the beach. Absolutely like, the beach. I'm a forest person. I can't deal with all the sand in places that don't have no business being in. I don't even care about. It. Yeah. And then also. So, secure. Are we speaking of spirituality? Do you are, do you have a practicing religion, or do you belong to an organization, no, or are you just a free I'm spirit? I'm very not into religion. Um, religion feels like the packaging, the the package and selling of spirituality, and I really feel like spirituality is my relationship with my spirit. Um, and that's it. And that's taken on different forms over the years. Um, these days, it's about leaving New York and being in places where I can hear myself. I know that my dreamscape is incredibly important to my well-being. And I find that when I'm in New York, I don't have access to my dreams in the same way. Like there's just too much interference um, from around me. So I went to Brazil. And within a week of being there, like everything is coming back again. Um, being here in North Carolina, I've been on my meditation practice, as I've mentioned, um, but also it's just quiet. Like I haven't been in a house by myself for a minute. Like mm. in New York, I close my eyes and I'm hearing the television upstairs right? and like falling asleep. Like who's talking to me? Oh, that's the TV I'm hearing. <laughs> Like it don't turn off. It doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's nice to also be here so I can hear myself. It's nice to be in the backyard. It's nice to get into silly little projects like disguising myself as a bird feeder. Because for me, like, I don't know when I think about what's important in life. I mean, so much of what we have to do is the stuff to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. But that's that's just the slave system we're bought into, that we're born yeah. into. Um, but outside of that, like I often think about my like favorite moments when I was a kid and that was like squatting down and looking at insects, you know, mm -hmm. and like holding right. things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being outside, seeing a stick bug for the first time in Prince mm -hmm. William Park in Virginia for right. retreat. Absolutely. You know, after watching like, my mom would buy Trials of Life um, what do you call it? Trials of Life videos um, mm -hmm. with David Attenborough. Mm -hmm. Yes, all those kinds of things. So then to be out in the park and like see things for the Being first time. For real. That's it's... the real stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's awesome. That Absolutely. is life. This Absolutely. is the business of living. Like flirting with birds for me is the business of living. Yeah. I have to do the other things so that I can take time off. But like, I knew when I came back to the U.S. that I did not want to get caught up in this like two weeks off rigmarole where like you're so in control of my body and what I do with mm -hmm. my time. I have to ask you for permission off. Like, mm -hmm. fuck that. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. Exactly. Old mm -hmm. Control of your mind. Contr yes. Mind control. It really mm -hmm. has you in that though. Like literally everybody is locked into the same system of thinking the same calendar of vacation like yeah <laughs> it's always trying to make money so msa you go home for six weeks and in my mind i'm like that's no this is normal stuff this is people right. 
moving right. around the planet. And we've come to look at that as um, exceptional or lucky. And I'm like, yo, as even luxury. As luxury. Yeah. You look at yeah. it in, other in other countries, supposed to be they automatically get six weeks vacation. You know what right. I mean? It's, it's America where you get two, maybe three. Yeah. I appreciate teaching because I get a lot of time off. Yes. Like I get, and this is what I always hear from off. teacher folks. Yeah. Like th that yeah. time off is golden. Oh, no, it's it's awesome. We get six weeks in the summer. I get a week in October, a week in November, two weeks in December, a week in March, and then we're out again in May. So, so uh, Emsa, when do y'all actually go to work? Because it sounds like y'all just vacationing all over the place here. Yes. Y'all get what do you mean? Y'all get president's week. What do you mean? When are your kids in school? They go to school every day, right? That's when we go to work. What My do you kids mean? go to iPad school. They don't even. I don't even know what they This is to wild me. to me. First off, can I say that I was at a career day panel some weeks ago in New York? <sighs> Y'all, the kids are not all right. They're not. Oh, no. The I can tell you now, the kids are, the kids are, it's the future is bleak. The kids are not good. The, the kids, kids are, not, are not all right. Like, the kids are not they good. have these notebooks, and I watched this girl in the front. These are fifth, sixth, and seventh graders. And she wrote like five sentences and each one of them just dripped down the side oh, wow. of her mm -hmm. page. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. I felt like I was watching her mind just ooze mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as she was writing. And just last night I was talking to the neighbors about what I witnessed and their comment back to me was like, oh, well, you never really know. It could be like how your hand is positioned. And by the time you get to the end of the page, you're positioned awkwardly. So it's, and I'm like, what? Oh, it's we you. wrote online. We wrote right. online. Right. We wrote I'm online. Like, Y'all, you're a part of this. Wow. Uh, no, the parents are definitely a part of it, but the kids are not good right now. They can't kids read. Not doing well. They're 14 and in the fifth grade. No, no, they, they can't, can't read. One of my students. They're socially disconnected. At, at, at my job, the the students age range from 16 to 24. Mm -hmm. One of my students, so if you turn 25 while you're still there, they'll allow you to stay. Mm -hmm. So this student okay. turned 25 and can barely read. Right? Yeah. That's disgusting. Yo, That's disgusting. Shout out to my mom, my wild Sagittarius mother. Shout out to her. Shout out to I your twin. So to your twin. Much. Yes, my twin. Yes, my twin, twin mother. My <laughs> twin mother. <laughs> That's 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 for that. <laughs> but yeah, like my mom, her wild woman ways, I, I, I like, I give her wild ways so much credit because I am really a product of her and the fortitude and the, the inner go that she had to just run in a certain direction. Um, because yeah, my mom was is a is a woman from Queens, like not from any particular like high class background or standing, not with like a head start in life in any way, but was like my kids gonna be vegan. We about to do hooked on phonics. We doing all of the like all of the things, and you know every time I would start speaking, as my friend says, talk your ave, your African American vernacular. Anytime I would switch. Switch it right back. You know, like we're gonna do we're gonna learn all the tools to get you set up for success in this world. 
now I can flip in and out of, of Ave right. whenever mm -hmm. I want to, but that's an option that's available to me. Should I flex it and not the default? Also, fuck respectability and language at the same time. If you know what the fuck I'm saying, then like, <laughs> let's just stop. <laughs> no, I, I, I think our, our parents did a good job in that respect because I couldn't imagine not being able to read, right? Like seeing the sign someplace yeah. and being like, yo, I, I don't know what that mm. said. It's Chinese or whatever, right? Like I, I couldn't imagine that any of people like that, like literally yeah, in their fifties and sixties that can't read, right? And I, 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 I thought I saw this reel the other day, maybe a couple of weeks ago now, but this guy was actually talking about how Frederick Douglass, I don't know if it was Frederick Douglass, it was one of those old ex-slaves, right? Taught himself how to read. I don't know who it was, it doesn't matter. But he taught himself how to how to read, right? To read. Mm -hmm. And he had an extensive vocabulary. And the, and the guy mm -hmm. that was speaking was like, if this nigga could do it, whatever the slave was, I, I, I feel embarrassed for not having a vocabulary extensive as well. And somebody mm -hmm. taught me how to read. And I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty deep. But listen, though, mm -hmm. Secure, I want to talk about this for a second. Because uh, we, and I'm when I say we, I mean the people on, on the podcast tonight. We all have... Um, a shared experience. I mean, we have a lot of shared experiences. I'm sure you did. You get cod liver oil when you were coming up. Oh my God, gross. Okay, so yeah, uh, we do. Not really, because we came to fish a little later. Okay. Oh, we still had cod liver oil. Yeah, we didn't have fish, but we had cod liver oil. We had all that nasty oh, stuff. So nasty. The, the point I'm making is we had shared experience, but this is an experience that we had that I wanted to talk to you about because your experience was just a little different than than ours. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the sense that uh, we all were part of a polygamous family, and um, some experienced good, some not so good. Uh, but the difference that I, I think for you was that you had your mother and your father a part of the, the nuclear. Yeah. Right. And so, mm. was that, what was that experience like? Was you know, was it well? Did you look at it any different, or? I don't know any different. Um, that's just what I knew. That was my normal. I didn't think my parents' relationship was normal, um, but it was normal for me. It's what I knew. Right. Um, how do I want to explain? I think I just thought my parents were incredibly mismatched and somehow just doing this thing but I looked at my father and my other mother, um, Sahu Speed, I don't think I said her name earlier, and I didn't really get it. And then I looked at my mother and father and I didn't really get it. Um, yeah, I didn't really get it. My father would say to my brothers that like, he was doing it because like all, all the other brothers were doing it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like wow. that's what that's wild and what he would say to me is you know there were not enough good black men in the community and i'm like okay mm. <laughs> you was out here being captain save a, a queen mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and i don't know i i don't really get it but i did have a walk and a talk with my father and i learned that he was involved in osara set i think from when he was 25 um, mm. 
And mm -hmm. so he was very much drinking the Kool-Aid, but also times were a little different. Um, like I can barely imagine having a, a child right now. This world is just crazy expensive. <laughs> um, and yeah, dad had six, now seven. Now seven. Hey. Yeah, you, you know, and when you mentioned your siblings, you didn't, you didn't. At the same time at one point. When you mentioned your siblings, you didn't, you did not mention Junior. And, uh, little Kamau. Oh, I think we started talking about something else. Uh, yes, Little Kamau. My precious, my heart. Um, How old is he now? He, 15, 16. He is 16. 16. Oh, he's not that little. No, he's not, no, he's not little at all. He's little. He's a little too little. To, you know, I don't know. He's sharp. This kid is smart. Is but... he a California kid? Or the, I just got to he's dad a is New out. Yorker who's been displaced. <laughs> he can't stand California. Oh, wow. Uh, and I get it. It's like you go from being hypermobile in New York to having to take Ubers everywhere. You know, like it's just well, a different. You can start to drive soon as well. That's true. And that's a whole nother. Yeah. Um, that's, as well. yeah. that's true. I think mm -hmm. the last time I saw your dad was about four years ago now. Mm. It's been maybe like four months since I've seen him. Oh, wow. Maybe three. Same since I've seen him as well. Hmm. No, I think the last I saw him, yeah, it's been almost five years. Yeah, since I've mm. seen him. So your dad but was... yeah, I don't know. Growing up in a polygamous family, I think for me, when I went to public school for the first time, I was asked what my mother did for a living. And my response was, which one? <laughs> and <laughs> and Miss mm. Bolger, she was like, your mother. <laughs> your mother. She had this like deep cigarette voice. Like she'd been smoking her whole that's... life. Huh? That's interesting. I... Mm. I feel like I always, like, it was never really said to me not mm -hmm. to say anything. But I always kind of knew our family is not like other people's family, and so don't tell people. Mm. Like, I always knew that. I don't think it was, a, and I wanted to ask you that earlier. Was that something that you kind of just knew that was a given, or you, or was that not? Clearly, it wasn't, because you went and said, which one? Right. I mean, I knew we were weirdos. I knew that. Um, <laughs> I knew that other people didn't. Ooh, but maybe this is a good. Maybe mm -hmm. my mother still maintained a lot of friendships outside of the society and a lot of relationships with people outside of the society, like a family, you that know, family members. Healthy. And, but because of that, I did see. You know, what I mean, I, I was aware that, like, no, everybody else that we know who's not a part of this is just be the husband and the wife at home. Mm -hmm. And like, right. and then we watch TV, and it just be the husband and the wife at home. Mm -hmm. And like, so I knew this is not normal, and this is not. Yeah, I was very aware of it, and almost embarrassed for them. Almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. I think I felt like I don't know if I had shame. I don't think I had shame, but I felt like a burden sometimes. Um, I felt like I carried a burden of being, having extra needs. Like anytime we go somewhere, like we can't eat that. We can't eat all of this stuff. So having yeah. to like 
pack your own stuff, having to answer questions. Well, what is that you're eating? Do you eat beans? Do you eat this? Do you eat that? Like mm -hmm. having all of these little specificities drove me up the wall and going to birthday parties and wanting to just go home with a goddamn goodie bag. Goodie bag. Okay. Um. <laughs> just, I just want to be a regular kid. <laughs> and having that goodie bag sorted through not being able, to, being able to participate in all of the like major holidays in a way mm -hmm. that everybody else did. Mm -hmm. Anyway, hindsight is twenty twenty because F all of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm so glad I didn't grow up with like the Christmas indoctrination. Wow, I would be broke every year. <laughs> yeah, no, that's one thing that I'm like my friends know that I'm, oh, Emsa doesn't celebrate Christmas. And so a couple people might get things and a couple people might get things for me. But if you don't receive something, you don't feel away because people understand it. Like, right. Oh, M doesn't M doesn't do that. She doesn't. So that is a good thing. Right. I mean, I still felt like, although Christmas always fell on the solstice, and so we were usually doing that. Oh my god. But we would go to solstice. my grandmother's house. See, but again, we would we had an outside. We would go to my grandmother's house, like the day after the solstice or whatever. And sometimes, it would, you know, it would be a day or two after Christmas, but there was always presents for us. And so I still got that's to right. My grandma came through with the presents. Yeah. I still, we still had. But I just knew, like. I never got nothing for Christmas. I hate Christmas. <laughs> uh, Christmas Ooh. is just another day on a calendar. I always got stuff. <sighs> Man, if I didn't have kids. And thankfully, we... my son is so sweet, and he will just ask for, like, maybe a one thing and then he's like no that's okay that's all i want and it'll just be like one thing that's it okay. that's all i want I don't... wait till he turns 13. i mean that's fine at that point i feel like he might have earned it because he doesn't right. excuse me doesn't ask for a lot and he'll tell me i don't want you to spend all your money but he tells me this all the time so i just i just want his birthday's coming up this summer and so i have to bring down present for him so like what do you want i just want this one thing it's great like oh yeah. I love getting gifts. Getting gifts is like one of my nice. favorite things. I listen, rich auntie energy over here all day. This is <laughs> rich auntie fairy energy over here. I really, oh. really love to did, dote did, did on Did you say rich people. auntie? You said rich yes. auntie? You, you need another Absolutely. nephew? If you need another nephew, uh, I don't. I can sign up. I can. <laughs> I thought he was trying to sell Damon. My man said I could sign uh, up. Yeah, I could sign up. <laughs> Get Damon. I need a rich auntie over here. I am. Um, I'm really going for it. Like this is the like the life that I've been carving out. I'm like, oh, I'm managing to do the things that I really want. As far as like my spirituality being connected to the earth, I do want to share this. Um, Please share this, and then come back to gifts. Um, when I was leaving Sweden and coming back to the U.S., I bought flowers that I really liked uh, that were already in a pot. And I wrote my wishes on a leaf and I buried this in the earth over there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, these are the things that I really want for myself. Please, <laughs> like, please let this happen. And one of those things was being a consultant, having my own clock being able to take time off. There's also a drop top in that mix. I don't have that yet. <laughs> there was a dog in that mix. I had a dog realized that's not the life for me. My dog has been transitioned to 
a wonderful, wonderful person who I used to live with. Um, and I'm like, wow, I'm actually, the things are happening. I am on my way to rich auntie hood. This Drop is top will happen when you decide to stay in some place long enough to have a car. Not well, the drop even, top is going to happen when you adopt even. Damon S. Trent. That's what's going to happen. Definitely not happening then. It doesn't even have to be me staying in a place. Like, I'm really open to the ways in which things happen because I've That's come to see that my life has a very magical quality to it that I really cannot direct. I can just put it out there whisper my wishes to the winds i'll be talking to these birds like yo carry it for me <laughs> like, carry it tell my people up in new york carry it <laughs> um yo, you're, and- you're hilarious because you're over here talking <laughs> to birds right and i still can't get past the point that you said that your parents are weird on ig like that shit is blowing it's blowing on, i i don't but talking to but hold on, but talking to birds is not weird. That that's not weird. I am weird. Listen, okay. I, I right. really it's like, embrace I'm, I'm this. I know it's I'm a weird. mutual we don't I don't wanna watch and I don't need you watching me. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. I, I applaud your weirdness. With love, we don't need to be internet friends. Yeah. We just yeah. I'm not into it. Um but Gifts is something that has definitely come up for me more lately. Like, I really enjoy getting gifts. I'm trying to be a better aunt, and I've been getting some gifts for my nibblings, and that's been cute. But also, I gift my friends. I love taking my friends out to eat. When I'm shopping, sometimes if I'm out, I'll just see something, and I like it. And I don't know who it's going to, but it's not for me. Mm -hmm. And I'll just get it because I know I'm going to give it to somebody and it's a beautiful feeling. Uh, it is. Nice Give, giving is definitely a beautiful feeling. But you know, Zakira, mm-hmm. we could probably go on and on and on mm-hmm. and on and on and on and you've shared a lot with us today. But we kind of want to gauge this and we ask people this question all the time. Um, if you had the opportunity to change how you were raised, would you change uh, how you were raised or would you just ride it out? I mean, my first thought is not. Then I was like, maybe. (laughs) Maybe there was a thing that I could have tweaked. I think, um, I think it would be nice to see parents who were in a loving relationship. I think it's not even about, I wish it was just my mom by herself or my father. And like, it's not even that. I just wish I would have seen um, parents who were into each other and not just coexisting and like fulfilling roles, but like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Somebody that like really fucks with you. Do you think <laughs> yeah. that that experience that you had shaped your love language or are you just saying that for what you would have wanted to see? And I don't know if I'm saying it right, but. Mm-hmm. I think if I can put myself, if I could go back and think about what young Sakira wanted to see, um, it would be my parents showing more interest in me. It would be my parents showing more interest in life. Um, my father was very much a workaholic. 
I've come to understand that that is the way he loves, like he works and is that provider um, person. Um, and I also recognize that my mom was having a hard time um, and dealing with her own stuff and dealing with, you know, I think being in a marriage that wasn't ultimately for her. Um, my father says, you know, we were, I was like, why did y'all keep going? <laughs> I don't understand. And he says, you know, we were just trying to do the family thing. And so I have a lot of grace and I have a lot of compassion because like, what even is the family thing? Right. Um, I am really tired of the nuclear family being the everything. Um, I think there's so many ways to make family. Um, yeah. And yeah, I've thought about that a lot. And um, mm -hmm. I think once you start it, it's hard to give it up. You know what I mean? To just walk away from something that you created. You know what I mean? So I think I, I look at that a lot from my point of view on, you know, why people stick together through mm. a lot of things, even if they have a lot of differences. It's like, how do you give up on something that you created? You created these kids, you created this family. How do you walk away from it just to satisfy yourself, you know what I mean? You know, and I think maybe sometimes it's not about walking away, but how do you do the dance a little differently? Right, and and, and who's the who benefits the most from it, right? So like mm -hmm. at some point, the conversation's got to shift from the parents to the kids. I was yeah, I was gonna say mm -hmm. that. Constantly check in with my son, just I mean, because obviously we have a very strange arrangement of co-parenting at the moment. Um, and even when we still lived in the same country, he was with me a week and then he'd be with his father. So he'd bounce back and forth from week to week. But his father and I live basically down the street from each other. Um, so he'd still see both of us, you know, but I constantly check in with him. You know what I mean? Just on how he's feeling, how he's, you know, what I mean, how he's been. And then especially since I've been here, I constantly am like. Are you okay? You know what I mean? Because the minute he tells me that he's not okay, then I have to change what I'm doing. You know, I, I right, couldn't do it if he wasn't okay. Because it's not yeah. about you, it's about right, body, right. You know, and so I, I think at some point, I, and I don't know because I've never had this conversation. I, I think that all of our parents had this conversation and decided what they thought. Because Kemna says this all the time, and when he said it the first time, it was a great point. And I'm always going to reiterate it. But at the time, they were just trying to figure it out themselves, right? So mm -hmm. it's not like they had all this grand wisdom and they had all the answers, but they were just, you know, still taking the steps to try to figure it out. And so, you know, they I, were young. They were you young, know? Like, like she said. They were, my father was 25. I was like, oh, you were I'm a true. baby. Y'all yeah. Yeah. were babies. Yeah. And that passes on from generation to generation, depending on the time. You're just trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? And, 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 I, and I figure that. Out. Yeah, even even at my age now, you're just trying to figure out what to do at this age, and then mm -hmm. the next age in five years, you figure out what to do at that age, and then it, it, that's all it is until you, you know, demise is, is just figuring out what you want to do with your life, how you want to love on people and live your life, and that's really all it's about. That's really mm. what it's all about. It's just how you live your life and love on people. 
But Sakura. Yes. I've got to say this was a, a great conversation. And just to let the listeners know out there, this was not our first time trying to put this together <laughs> for you guys. And hopefully they say thir- three times. The third time is a charm. Is that what they say? I think that's, that's how it what goes. they say. Mm-hmm. Fool, me, fool me once is well, what they say. Fool me, man. <laughs> and then they say fool me twice. Shame on you, right? But right. fool me but thrice, but, 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 and you deserved it. I'm sorry. But, but also, also, yes, we are on the podcast, and yes, this is a time for us to come together. But we should all have these conversations without being on the podcast. Facts. You know what I mean? Just checking in with each other. That's why, and that's a, a, another segue into why we have to get back to the reunions that we did every year because, mm-hmm. you know, it is a special connection that we have. It's something that's lifelong. You know, even though, you know, you have friends that you grow up with and you will never talk to them again. And it's such a beautiful thing to have friends that you grew up with. And when you do talk to them, it's like you never stop talking to them. You know what I mean? And those friendships, you know, they say you'll spend more time with your friends than you will your actual family. So, yes, those family relationships are very important, but those friendship relationships are even more important. Right. Because you're going to do so much more with your friends and know Mm -hmm. them so much longer and have so much intimate conversations and relationships. And that's why this this thing we have, this thing of ours is very important. It is. You know and so I mean? I'm, I'm, That's I'm, just my point of view. No, I'm so glad it's that you brought that up, Mr. Um, McAllister over there, because, uh, and I know we've been a while between shows. However, on, on the last show, you did say that you was going to have a date for us. So We're going to have a date. We're we no, going to no, no, have no, a no. date in August. In, oh, it's, it's August now. Okay. Up, but let, let me tell you what it's going to be. Tell me what it's it going to be. It ain't going to be, you know, I think, before we started putting too much time into making it a grand event, making it so, you know, attractive to people. But I just want to get back to just being around each other. Being each other. You know yeah. I mean? It don't, that's it don't matter. What we do. Anyways, like it's us and being able to see each other, not necessarily you know what, I mean? what we're going to do when we get together. Absolutely. Being able to be together. Post up at the park. Right, like that's, that's it. That's what, that's what we said. That's what it sounds because like. conversations don't have to be prompted when you mm-hmm. do it that way. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just right. authentic. You back in your element. You back around friends that you know really love you. You know what I mean? Don't care what you do for a living. Don't care where you at in your life. It's just, yo, know, I'm just happy to see you. Mm-hmm. Happy to see you still alive, still prospering, following your dreams or whatever. And that. That right there, that kind of love is really priceless. Mm-hmm. No, you speak. You speaking nothing you know but I mean? the truth. You ain't, so... ain't got to ask for it. Mm-hmm. No, so it looks like he he, he did say August. I, I think that's what you said. You said August, sir. Absolutely, uh, August. Who... We gonna pull up. August. We gonna pull up to the park. I'm gonna get a date, and y'all just show up. People just show up. They don't want to come. We might be there for two days that weekend. You know what I mean? And just show up. Show up, bring a bottle, bring a watermelon, bring a your bottle you know and blanket. <laughs> you know, just come out and just hang out and show love. Show love. So that's what's up. So, um, Secure, can we count on your support? Yeah. All right. 
Uh, I was like, I think I'll be around. <laughs> so the Where's next time that we're going to do the show, be in America. I, I don't know. Uh, we're going to actually be off for a few weeks. And I'm saying this on the show now because uh, the holiday is coming. And we're not going to do anything for that holiday because I know you young people like to get out and shake your tail feather. Wait, yeah, what I'm holiday is coming Nick. up? Memorial Day. Oh. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to Freak Nick in Atlanta. Oh, young people <laughs> no, in the building. I, oh my I'm gosh, I'm just playing. I no. saw those photos. I was like, "What's going on?" No, real talk. <laughs> we we in we in fast one year. We went to uh, uh, the bike rally. We went to the bike rally in South Carolina. That was a real thing. That was a real thing. And so this is what I was telling about my buddies the other day. Really, like at this point in our life, it's really all about making memories, right? And so. That bike rally was one of the greatest times I ever had in my life. It was phenomenal. Uh, mm. Absolutely. It was it was great. So we need to have some more phenomenal times. And it was know, it was it was great being down there with all the young ladies that were down there, but it was more fun for me because I was with my guy, if that makes any sense. And so it was it was it was it was super dope. But August is on the calendar. The next time we get back together, we're gonna actually have a a good day. And um, before we let you go, security, do you have anything that you want to let the people know that you got coming up? Any uh, any more bird feeding opportunities or anything like that? Yeah, share your, share your IG. Let's get, <laughs> let's get some, some likes on there. <laughs> um, my IG is playing with honey. I am currently in an incubator program. I'm working on a talk. Um, this talk is around um, the decision to leave your flesh, reframing how we view suicide. Um, so I have been, wow. I've, what'd you say? I said word. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's, been some, it's been some time doing this research. Uh, so I'm working on that. I'm also working on some talks for creative conferences um, around yeah, accessing creativity when you have to um, be paid to do it for work. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm working on a talk around that as well as a talk around, um, my God, my calendar's full, <laughs> as well as a talk around um, centering humans in um, companies that are set for just growth through the use of automo automotive um, robotics. And um, yeah, I've got my eye on some conferences. I'm working on building out my website. Um, it's all very active. In my off time, this is what I'm, I'm working on and putting together my own material for um, management consulting, um, strategic partnerships and creative nice. offerings. Nice. Um, so yeah, those are all of the things that are on my mind. Some of it is work. Some of it is just my own um, rabbit hole um, of curiosity. And this is my life at the that's moment. That's fly. That's fly. You know why that's fly? Because what? it's ambitious, right? But in your own way. You know what I mean? I love people that's ambitious, but not just chasing money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Chasing what they really need to feed their soul. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That that's real ambition to me. 
regardless of financial benefits, just chasing what you want to make your life full, make your life fulfilled. Yeah, that's it. That is pretty That's, fly. That nigga said fly. Like it was 1994. This nigga's hilarious. I love it. I love fly. <laughs> he should have said fresh. Yo, it's so fresh. That shit is fresh to death. <laughs> I thought it was the other I one. I thought we were back to fly and not fresh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I love doing this show. It's uh, it's really awesome getting together with you guys. And so I just want to say I hope uh, M. Samut, Harriet, Amineb, uh, Neil had a great Mother's Day, and all the other mothers out there. I hope you guys had a great Mother's Day. You just be where you at, and go. Right, that's you go. exactly where I'm at. That's exactly yeah. where I'm at. That's where I'm at too. Um, we gotta get together. We actually gotta get together, and so actually, we're gonna get together in August. Uh, Baruch is gonna give us the date, but we would like to have you back on the show, uh, Sakira. Right. When you get your website up and running to launch your website and also to talk about uh, another idea that I, I wanted to talk about with you guys. I think we should have on a panel. We have a nice little panel. We have a nice little panel. I don't know that we have a panel for the show that I had in mind. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Exactly. I'm curious. You're curious? Well, I'll, I'll cut this part out, but, I, you know, I wanted to, the last time you we, you we had you on, you were talking about mostly gay. and, and I, I still... Having about what? Sorry, uh, mostly gay. What'd you yeah, say? Yeah, about, about being you, mostly gay. About you being mostly gay. I still, <laughs> I still don't know what that is. You know, right? you and know, I'm trying you to. You know, you know, that is I'm mostly gay. Like, you, what you mean? You, I had to you make sure you I heard you right. <laughs> Honestly, for as long as I've known you, you know, as an adult, you have reminded me. No offense, but like Janelle Monae for some reason. Mm. I was about to ask you if you know if you saw Janelle Monae's new video. Oh, she's so beautiful. Oh my god. She's so Monet. thoughty. Fucking it is so beautiful. funny to me. I love her. Oh Isn't it great? She's so beautiful. Oh, Janelle Monae so gives me big time fuckboy energy. Oh wow. She does, doesn't she? Yes, she does. Big she's time. such a fuckboy. They asked her, well, how did you get this body? My girl said, Jamaican food and sex. Yes. And then sex. bounced up yes. the steps. <laughs> I cannot with you, girl. Yeah, not Jamaican food and sex. I can't stand her. No, so I don't. I don't know if we're gonna have a panel for that, but we'll uh, definitely bring you back on, and we can discuss uh, things like that. We could even discuss Jamaican food. That'll be a great show as well. Uh, <laughs> I that also sounds good. We can uh, maybe teach you a recipe. You teach yeah. me me. Her? I love. Yeah, it. I love. It. You know what I need actually? Oh, come on. Do you like plantains? I hate plantains. Uh, what? You hate that? Yeah, I really don't you like plantains. I don't, I don't like plantains. It's impossible. It's not. I don't, I don't like Oh my god. I don't. But you know what I do like? I like doubles. What? Mm, I love me some doubles. You can teach me a recipe for mm. the doubles. We we might got a winner. I got. Not can one. Let me please. Let me take care of that one. I can teach you a recipe for some doubles. I made this is what I did during the pandemic. I made doubles. You know that I have like a zillion Trini cousins, right? Like, hey, a listen, let me ask you this, uh, double master. Do doubles come with meat? Because I didn't know that doubles came with meat in them. Like, I, no, I doubles, know. but you can get doubles with chicken in them. You can. You can find them with chicken in them in Trinidad. And some places in New York be trying to throw a little chicken in them. Yo, you. I don't like but they're not supposed it. To have I don't like chicken it either. I was like, I didn't know that doubles like came it. with meat. I was like, no, that's they're not, not what I want. They're not supposed to have meat in them. Uh, they, they got and a new. It uh, feels like a little too much. A little too much. You're doing too much. You know, it's already fried bread and 
soup. <laughs> soup chana. Like you don't need to add chicken to the mix. You don't need, you don't need to add to like them. yeah. Mm. But yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out though because uh, this huh? is a, this is a real interesting show. But uh, facts. I have a question for you all. Please, question out of curiosity, us. since I've been knee deep in this death research, um, do you feel that you had some say in your experience here on Earth? Do you feel like? you just happen to be born? Um, or do you feel, what was another thing I've heard, uh, that you got pushed over into this experience or something else? So um, that's a great question. I was actually talking to one of my buddies the other day about something along these lines, right? And what we were talking about is how things are preordained, like everything is written for you, right? Like your, your whole life is scripted out in a sense. However, the choices that you get to make, right, that'll lead you to this destination or another destination, right? So I, I think absolutely the choices. I think our life is is all about the choices, right? Like so, we we decide where our life goes based on the choices that we make. Like I, I don't know if you guys remember the Hardy Boy Mysteries, and they I was were, just about to say I feel like life is very much like that. I like that. Like where it's like you can pick different, and you depending upon which. Which scenario, you choose, yeah. choice A, choice B, choice C, the story could go in a completely different, yes, I kind of agree with that. Wait, that's that's how I feel about it. How do you square that with it's preordained, though? Because it's it's like, so the Hardy Boy mystery, is, it was it's a book, it's written, right? And so it's got to end already at the end. But the only way that you could get to the to any ending is if you make these choices. Like, like this is how the books used to go. Like, they come to the door... It's three doors. Do I take door one, two, or three? I go through door two. I go through the door. Then I fall through the steps. And then I end up in snakes. And then I got to shoot this to do get I out. Do I go left or do I go right? Depending right. upon so, if you went left or you went right, you could end up in a completely different place as well. I feel like that that it's connected because you do not have an infinite amount of choices, though. These You have a certain amount of choices based on the circumstances you were born into, the choices that you've made, the choices yeah, that have been made for you, like those sorts of things. So it's not just that you have this infinite amount of choices and your life could go in any direction. I do, when you ask this question, I it really, because it's something that I, because really and truly at the end of the day, who knows, right? right. Who really who knows? knows? Right. Who really Nobody knows? Nobody knows. Right. And so what I thought to myself was, my faith teaches me, and this is the first time I've ever really said a sentence like that because that's like real religion. <laughs> but like, I hear it. My faith teaches me that we come here with a purpose. Um, and through the work that I do in regards to my faith, um, I see how that, you know what I mean? Just how that manifests itself and how that plays into things. And so again, according to my faith, we are here for a reason and we can change certain things and we do have choices, but we are all here for some reason. Mm. But I will say though, that faith is a choice. You can choose, you choose to have faith. And so you choose to believe because with religion, there's the absence of tangible proof, 
for so many things that it's you kind of just have to have faith. You choose you choose to have faith. You know what I mean? Even faith is a choice. You can choose to believe or not anything. Right. You know what I mean? You can choose to believe or not. And so I will say that I choose to believe that we come here with a purpose. And perhaps I do so because it gives me a way to structure how I live my life. Um, you know what I mean? Because otherwise, I feel like we could just be... And maybe that's just a structure that I need and some other people don't feel like they need it. But again, I choose to believe that we come here with a purpose. No, I, um, I, I agree with you that we come here for a purpose. And I, and that we work towards it, yeah. And, you know, yeah. And, and I don't know because... With that premise in mind, right? Like we come here for a purpose. Like the people that die young. Like, I knew you were gonna say that. Like, but are, are we suggesting that they've accomplished that purpose, or yes, because maybe yes, I do. I yes, I believe. I knew you were gonna say that because because everybody's purpose is not the same, and some people's purpose is to live to 126 years, and some people is just to live six months. But maybe the loss of that life at six months. It's like a, it's like tossing a pebble into a still lake. You know what I mean? It sets right. off a ripple effect. So the loss of that life at six months that we might see is, oh my God, it's so tragic. They were innocent baby. Why does God take innocent baby? Like you know what I mean? People use that as reasons not to believe because if there was a God, He would never take innocent babies at six months. But who knows that that the loss of that life at six months might change something else for somebody else that's supposed to, you know what I mean? It might set off a ripple effect of other things that are supposed to happen. We don't all come here with the same purpose. And you don't, you can't see everything as, well, this per person's contribution was larger than that person. So they were just here for a little while. And then this person was Steve Jobs. You know what I mean? It's like, right. no, that life as well. Well, this person was Tupac. Something. Who died at 25 right. and did all of these crazy things that Right, right. Or, so I do think that even all of that, as tragic as it is, it has to happen. You know what I mean? It, everything is not going to be perfect and great, and we're not all going to live to be 120 and everybody's, you know what I mean? It, it, things have to happen. You know what I mean? They do. Because they teach people lessons. We've all lost people. We lost people that we thought we lost too early. You know what I mean? We 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 all have. But how is the loss of that person? How has it shaped you? How has it changed you? How was you? I think about my grandmother that I lost at 15 all the time that I would love to talk to and how I would be different if she were here. How would I be different if she were here? How would the conversations that she and I would have been able to have with each other have changed me? You know what I mean? All of those things. And so because she's not here, I'm smooth as a different person. No, Everybody no, knows like, somebody. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. It's, it's crazy. Like, uh, I never met my grandparents either. And I don't know if you guys knew that because I don't really talk about it, but I would imagine what my life would have been like had I met my grandfather. If you knew your granddad, right. Yeah. And uh, I hear so much about your grandfather. I get it, because I feel like I know him because I hear so much about him and he's your grandfather. So I'm sure you're like, I wonder what it would have been like, you know what I mean, to actually, he seems like such a larger than life person when your mother talks about him, you know what I mean? She does a very good job of like, creating this person for all of us because i feel like i you know what i mean like i have a, a feel of who your grandfather was mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. But listen, we're gonna enough of the depressing stuff for tonight, right? Because, I don't even uh, think that that's depressing. It's not like, really I, depressing. It really is to me. I, like, think, I don't like talking about death. And I think it's one of those things that like um we don't talk about enough and then it makes it harder to talk about. I'm listening to you. Um, but like two people that I know near and dear to me expressed a desire to not live very long. Oh wow. And that was like a shocker to me. I'm like, wait, wait a second. Are we not like doing this? Are we not mm -hmm. like riding this till the end? And they were like, no, <laughs> no, I am not interested in that. And I was like, really? And like speaking to me with clarity about their reasons why. And I'm like, you don't sound crazy at all. You sound very much sane and in your right mind. Um, and I think for some people, it's hard to quantify what somebody is experiencing sometimes. And mm -hmm. I think for some people, God, I have so many thoughts about it. And, and what I will say is it can get heavy sometimes, but I'm also learning that that is the medicine, like just being with it. I'm mm -hmm. learning so much and it's also been incredibly empowering to dive into this subject and learn about people's relationships to their flesh and to like embodiment, um, but also their relationship to death as well. Mm -hmm. um, so not wanting to live a long time, not wanting to have to like continue to work just to like pay taxes, <laughs> to continue to be extracted, <laughs> like, um, life. you know. Like it's a lot to continue to be yeah. misgendered. Like there are so many, um, like we're still living in colonial times. We're still living in the aftermath of a kidnapping. Like we're still, we still have these traumas in us and some people don't desire to like work that out in this lifetime. Yeah. And like, when I listen to them, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, okay, this is like, you're a, a fully formed person. If this is, you know, how things are for you. I talked to another friend. She's like, yo, I live in chronic pain. I'm in pain all the time. She's like, I talk about this in therapy all the time. Um, and yeah, it's a companion. And so it got me thinking about the middle passage and how um, enslaved people would try and jump off of the ship mm -hmm. because they knew something far worse was waiting for them. They were just snatched from their fucking lives and are dealing with rape, are dealing with disease, are dealing with like all kinds of nasties. And they were like, you know what? I'm out. So much mm -hmm. so that the Portuguese had to start netting the boats because they would lose profit if they mm -hmm. showed up with dead or sick slaves. So yeah, they took away the ability to have some control over your oh, own life. Mm -hmm. And and then when we got to the plantation, it's like, you can't go home now, but right. now you use psychological tactics. So we take the parts of the Bible out that talk about the uprisings and the rebellions. And we make sure to instill fear that if you try and take your life, something far worse is waiting for you. This mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. guilt mm -hmm. is riddled throughout our society. 
that like it's selfish to do it's shameful it's cowardice and really when you think about it it's like you should have the right to decide that for yourself it's not i mean it's terrible to say out loud like you don't but (laughs) but when you think about it it's like who's to say that you shouldn't have the right to decide that for yourself right Who's to say we should put a net up around this boat because you will not be released from this suffering. You will not be released from it. I'm sorry. I'm just a little confused, though, because we are talking about suicide here. right? We are talking about suicide. But I'm speaking about reframing and, like, wanting to offer nuance in the discussion of suicide because Mm. it is such a taboo Mm. subject. And I think that tabooification, <laughs> if you will, is another extension of colonial reach over your flesh. But, Absolutely. But I'm confused because is it not a selfish act though? Yes. Wait, but, but who but, but who should say that you don't have the right to make that decision for yourself? Absolutely. There's a billion I things understand. that we do every it's day a, that is it's just a different point of view. It's a different point of view yeah. on controlling your life. And if you feel like you're suffering too much on this planet, in this spirit, in this body, then Mm -hmm. it's just a different conversation. Like she said, it's it's, it's taboo. It's not something to spoke of, but it's a different point of view because it's, you know, some people, well, it's been imprinted in us that it's such a negative thing, but so many people do it. As a form of self-compassion, as a form of self-care, okay. one of the people mm-hmm. said Absolutely. to me at one point, it was one of the easiest things I could do for myself. The living was the hard stuff. It was one of the easiest things. Also, if you have a different relationship to death, right? If you have not been brainwashed into thinking a, a fiery hell awaits you, and right. that you are going to be haunted, the guilt of not fulfilling your reincarnation objective. Like there's so many layers of guilt and so much of the ways that we speak about suicide is from the point of a survivor projecting mm-hmm. their own feelings onto the person. Like mm-hmm. you're a cowardice for leaving. Like you have no idea what mm-hmm. they're dealing with. You have no idea to take your own life to leave your body is the most like one of the most deeply spiritual decisions you can make for yourself. But and I want to add to this that like we live in genocidal systems, right? Like our presence, the formation of a United States is the presence of genocide. And Mm -hmm. we commit acts of snippy genocide by creating marginalized group of people, creating situations where they remain marginalized, creating unhealthy environments via the environment, via the educational system. The fact Mm -hmm. that cigarettes are even allowed to have all of the chemicals that they have, like there are so many systems of genocide at play that when somebody says, actually, I don't want to do this for a long time. Suddenly this paternal hand of like morality comes out and says, no, 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 step down off that ledge. And I'm thinking maybe we listen to people sometimes. Maybe 
they don't endeavor to class climb. Maybe they don't endeavor to celebrity, to um, lush comfort. Like maybe that's not the goals for them and they don't value the system's values. What do you do? Like what do you like what are you to do with your your body with your life? Like these are some of the things that I'm like learning when I'm just listening to people talk. And I'm like what you're saying is not crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, you ha- I mean you have to say that and and also say that this is not across the board. There are obviously some people who are suffering yes. from like yes. mental health issues and like and and genuinely need help. Help. Yeah. Yes. But 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 there is a conversation that needs to be had about the people who are perfectly, as you said, there was somebody who was in pain. Like, like that people to me. People who perform like, health. Right. Right. And maybe maybe their health. goal, maybe uh, their goal is to be an ancestor. Because if you look back and do research on ancient Egypt, that was a big thing to become. Mm-hmm an ancestor and buried and mummified and martyred. You know what I mean? That was a big thing that, and a lot of Egyptians and ancient comedians died very early, very early. Yeah, so this started coming up for me because last year my friend Nedic died and Uh he was shot on his Mm. property in Mexico, sustained two bullet uh, injuries, Mm was healing and then the morning of his passing he's in a distance reiki session with a friend of ours and he says to him he's like hey i'm gonna at first he starts making jokes about the brazilian jiu-jitsu moves he should have done (laughs) because that was very much his personality and then he says i'm gonna leave though i'm out and he's like wait a second what he's like no 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 i'm out I'm, i'm out i'm out like I can do so much more in this form. I'm out. I'm looking out for everybody. I'm here for everybody. And like, that makes so much sense to me for who he is. Was, yeah. yeah. Because the person who he, who he was when he was alive was very large. He mm-hmm. was so cantankerous. He was mm-hmm. so, um, honest at times, brutally. This wait a minute, wait not- a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He's Kenwa's cousin. He's Kenwa's cousin. You really? Know, do we know who we're talking about, Kenwa? Ryan Grant's brother. He's Kenwa's cousin. They're related to Kenwa. Yes, your mother really? knows them. Yes, they are Kenwa's cousins. Yes. 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 I don't know them. Your mom does. They, they're your cousins. You know the brother. He played football. But like yeah, yeah. Ryan. he played for Green he Bay. He played for Packers. Green Bay, right? Right. Oh, yeah, that, right. But that they is are my cousin. Yes, right. His brother. Really? Is who we're talking about. Really? Yes. Yeah. They can watch cousins. Oh, yep. shizzle. Oh, yep. Shizzle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know about this story, but that is. Yeah. This is deep. <laughs> he was good friends with Momo as well. Like really good friends with Momo. That's how I yeah. ended up. Yeah, we used to live in the same building. Building. Yeah. Um, no, she didn't say yeah, I always called him Nedig. Um, he was such a big brother to me, and I never felt more safe in somebody's presence as I yeah. did in his. Like to this day, I know if I am next to him, I'm the safest, safest 
safest person in the world. Yeah. Um, he had a massive, massive heart and a sharp tongue <laughs> and um, didn't code switch for anybody. It was just very much who he is. And we would talk, like, I've known him, like, half my life. Um, we would but talk about... he was an about... amazing, like, spiritual, just guru person who, like, had this amazing presence of, like, yeah. just radiated this energy of just otherness like yeah he was definitely an other <laughs> he and i used to talk about finding the rabbit hole and being out yeah like we lived in the same building and we used to have slumber parties all the time also i want to add that he is the only male in my life that i have had such a physical relationship with that has been 150,000% platonic. Yeah. Oh, wow. Just, I mean, this, like, he was such a solid, like, a solid character. Um, and I really, really loved him. Um, so he's in a distance Reiki session and says, yo, I'm out. <laughs> like, I'm out. I found the rabbit. I'm out. I got us. And... They said their goodbyes. And about 10 minutes later, Ryan calls our friend and says, hey, he didn't make it. He says, I know. He told me he was leaving. And so when I learned this, and then I'm listening to these two other people close to me, what they have in common is say and control and dominion over their life. And there's also another understanding, like the day that Nedic died, he says, today's as good a day to die as any other day. I am not bound to this flesh. This is spirituality 101. I live forever. If you have a different relationship to death, you know, I don't think it's always as tragic <laughs> as mm -hmm. we think it is. Like, it just kind of got me thinking maybe the focus is on a good quality life and not a long, long, long life. Like maybe that's not super important. Nothing about Netic's death for me was tragedy. In fact, when I saw Ryan, we were like, it was either this or wrestling a bear or skydiving. <laughs> like, it was that because he's one of these comets that flies across the sky. You know, not here for a very long time, but like going to come in and go out on his own terms. And so I'm thinking about like how much power there is. I had a whole wave of, of epiphanies yesterday um, because as I'm doing this research, I also have to like take care of myself because it's incredibly heady and you can get warped. It's isolating. People don't you know, it can be heavy for some and it can be light work for others. Um, but it's definitely had me abstracting my own life in a way and at times feeling a little untethered. I'm not somebody who is suicidal, but I think what I'm learning is everybody has some mechanism of disassociating or desire to disassociate from life in some capacity. Like, in the form of intense daydreams or like what I say is sometimes I just want to like blink and then come back <laughs> at another point when shit is just a bit more chill, you know, but like, I'm not in the business of dying. That's, <laughs> that's not my interest. Um, and some people are further along in that. 
Um, and as I'm listening to um, my friend's decision to leave in the way that he did, um, and yeah, cause of death was like blood clot. Again, healing, but then blood clot, right. Um, and then hearing two other friends speak about it and then hearing about my friend living in chronic pain and also speaking about like, I think about this often, I am in pain all the time. Um, I think the conversation around the decision to leave your flesh deserves some, I think it's due for reproach. I think we have a very Judeo-Christian um, attitude toward it. And I think I think we ought to lift the, the lid off the can a bit. That's interesting. Um, I, I'm not going to touch it because I, I, I actually, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, Reserve comment. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Fair. Uh, I just think that death is too final. Right. Mm. And so, like, you know, whatever problems, and I, I don't know, but like, I, I just think death is so final, and it's it's a hard thing for the people that are left behind, in my opinion. Mm. I don't know. Like, I struggle with losing people. Yeah. Right? And so... We only do when we lose people. That's my position. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I, I, I I love the discussion and uh, finding out that uh, you were talking about one of my cousins. How crazy is that? That's wild. That is wild. And and, and I just want to point this out. We're not really close. So it's not like we... I gather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I My cousin it. that's out here though, Rihanna, she's close with those mm-hmm. guys. Cause, you mm-hmm. know, Wait, how are y'all related? How are you related? Don't ask me. You you asking me questions that I can't answer. But I can tell you is that uh Mickey's mother, right? Which is my grandfather. Who's Mickey? My grandfather, which is my mom's okay. dad. Right? Okay. Uh his mother is like five sisters. So they had, and my cousin that's out here, her grandmother is one of the sisters. And so they mm-hmm. had all of these kids. And so it's not like it's my uncle's kid or anything. It's like. A cousin's kid. Yeah, something your like that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even really know. Wait, do you know if your if this side is related to their father's side or their mother's side? I think it's their mother's side. <sighs> okay. I think so. Because of a conversation I had with Kemal's mother at some point, I think I it might think be mother. So by looks alone, yeah, that's yeah. That's... And then I've seen the mom. I think maybe that's why I thought. Like I've seen their mom. It was like, oh yeah, hmm. it's I'm wild right now. Hold on, <laughs> but it's been a really interesting. Um, like I have my own thoughts on it and my own beliefs about my own life. I don't feel like I have a greater purpose. Um, and I feel very um, rare in that. <laughs> like a lot of people feel like they have a higher purpose. Um, I feel like I have lots of different purposes. And what does that mean though? Cause I feel like everybody thinks they were supposed to be great. You know what I mean? It's like, I was yeah, supposed to be Yeah, like we it's don't like, ask us what, what its purpose is. But that doesn't mean that you that you don't have 
that your path is not great or that you don't have a higher purpose. And I it's think just, my path is pretty personal. great. I do. It's I just don't feel like purpose. I have this one thing that I'm marching toward in life. Like my life has very much been a fuck you around don't. and find out life. <laughs> but I feel like that's your thing, Sakira. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's your thing. You know what I mean? That you're, yeah. you offer such a different perspective and like the way you think about things is so completely different than most other people that we encounter. That having a conversation with you is a pleasure, to be honest. It's, oh, it's, just, it's different, you know what I mean? So that yeah, alone. Really but this, let, let me yeah. give you this tidbit of information because I just mm -hmm. I just got the information okay. uh, from Musaste. Uh, <laughs> the young man's name was Kyan Grant, is what she said. Mm -hmm. And uh, his father is related to us. Okay, okay. Kian. Kian. I, I just read it like an American. <laughs> Not I'm sorry. me correcting. That's fine. Like I said, I don't know those guys. About on my store the other day, I was like, Kian. <laughs> I'm like, why am I messing his name up? No, that's, that's what's up, though. Well, we're going to wrap this like, up, ladies you know. and germs. But this was a great show. So you oh, my God. There was something that I wanted to ask you, Sakira, but then I was like, I could wait till. Afterwards, I wasn't gonna say anything, but damn, now I don't you remember. Fuck. Uh oh, was it was what was it about? I can't remember now. Looks like my mom said that you knew Russell Grant too. Yes, that's right. We used to work together. Oh wow. He used to work at BMP Paribas when I was there. Yep, and Wait. they're related on the father's side. And I don't think. This is making more sense. Okay, so if you're saying that they were related on the father's side and their last name is Grant and the Grants were related to your grandfather. Grant is a Bajan last name. I already Grant, told you, you know I'm a mean? coconut. Get out of here. We already established that. I, I have to remind you all the time. Right. Whatever. Grant is a, like, you know what I mean? You know when you're from a small island, Mm -hmm. We don't have an infinite amount of last names. They are the names. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so Grant is a Bajan last name. Lashley, like Musaste, is a Bajan last name. Best. Oh, forget First of it. All, like... Musaste is she's Jamaican now. She's Walters, right? You understand? Wait, but I'm we have Jamaican now. Wait. Yeah, she's but... Jamaican. <laughs> but we have Walters as well. We have a whole roundabout that's the Ina Walters roundabout. So she still counts. She still counts. She's Caribbean. She's still. I mean, Musashi is also Jewish. So that's a whole nother. Did you know that Kimwa was Jewish? See, I didn't know. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm not Jewish. You understand? It passes down from your mother's side. So you're Jewish. My mother's grandmother was mother. Jewish or something crazy like that. No, not my mother's <laughs> mother. My mother's mother's mother. Some nonsense like right. that. Right. They got it again. It passes down on your mother's side. <laughs> oh, the last I, I want to point this out. I never Jewish. met any of these people. I, ne I never. It doesn't matter if you met them or not. I never. Only. You. I only you met are my the sum of your parts. I only met my mother's right. mother's brother. That's it. So my mother's mother's side. That's only. And he was Jewish too. I don't know. Yeah, he's probably is. He's old as hell now. Mm -hmm. Uncle Pete. He's he's good. Got an Uncle Pete. Yeah, I got an Uncle Pete. Like, if you didn't know you were Jewish, <laughs> does it make you Jewish still? <laughs> hey, that's it. We're gonna end on that note now. That was a beautiful time spending valuable minutes with you guys. But oh, anyway, but anyway, 
we gonna, we gonna uh, wrap it up here. We gonna wrap it up here. Uh, August. Love, peace, and blessings. And we wait for that date. Secure with Kakai. We getting together. I'm coming back to New York in July. Okay, we gonna put it on the calendar. We are gonna let you guys know. Peace I'm out. Try and stick around, y'all. I'm gonna try and stick around. No, uh, we appreciate you. Meditate. Uh, what you? What's my line? Crossover. Medi- but don't sell out. Don't crossover. Meditate. Don't sell elevate. Out. Meditate. Meditate. Let it marinate. Crossover, <laughs> but don't sell out. Y'all stay out of I trouble. I like meditate, elevate, marinate, levitate. levitate. I don't know. Bye. Peace. Okay, All right, y'all. Camp.